Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English Welcome majors. back. What? <laughs> Sorry, we haven't, we haven't recorded in like a month. I wanted to acknowledge it immediately. We we're all very excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since you've heard our, our sweet and delicate voices. Sorry, I, know I finished, finished yep. your intro. I, I should have muted watching... myself <laughs> and then said that in the background so I didn't interrupt you but still got it into the audio. <laughs> That would have been funny. Um, I'm sure you've been watching TikToks on repeat because you miss us so, 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 so much. I'm sorry I didn't <laughs> upload a TikTok yesterday. I have no concept of time. Anyway, welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vivim vim, or it's, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the Voice of Nightvale with dashes, and I also kind of stream again, so you can follow me on twitch.tv slash ashcommaman. Yay. I'm Emma the Latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. Uh, I'm Wyatt, uh, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns. You can follow my partner's Twitch channel at chickencharlie.twitch.tv. <laughs> I don't have, a, so I don't have a URL anymore. Hell yeah. You are the ultimate uh, life guy. You can, you can, you can follow me uh, sending angry phone calls to Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, which is not going to send us our desk until, like, I don't know, apparently, like, the middle of August. Uh, so they're going I'm out of currently... business. What the fuck could they possibly have going on? Oh, they're going out of business? <laughs> I didn't know that. They're closing down like thousands of stores. Oh, maybe that's why it's that's taking so, so fucking long. Uh, because they're understaffed as it's hell. IKEA. Um, we you ordered IKEA in Canada. Yes, we have IKEA okay. in Canada. Why would you say that? Like it's obvious. Maybe you don't. Imagine IKEA if you everywhere. did it and you were like, "Why would you?" Uh, even the think closest that we IKEA did, to okay? me is a five-hour drive away on the other okay. side of the mountain. So right. check your okay. privilege. Okay, all right, I'll check my <laughs> IKEA. Pri- I'll check my Swedish. And I don't privilege. have Walmart. I wish I didn't have Walmart. Um, <laughs> we're twenty minutes from a Costco, so we're set for life. Oh um, God, yeah. Anyway, you can't just get uh, a desk at Costco. <laughs> we ordered, so we had to order a custom desk. Because our room is a specific oh, size, and I we're see. ordering a two-person desk because we don't have enough room for two desks in our room. Um, so we spent a long time looking for the right Bellas, desk. Bellas, is it gay to get it. a two-person desk? Is it, is it gay to share your desk? Uh, anyway, and you can follow the show on <laughs> anyway, Twitter, Anyway, that's Tumblr. my life. Oh, yeah, Wyatt moved. I got a new job. Um, what's been going on with you, Emma? I don't want to jinx myself by saying anything that's happening on air, but there's yeah, big things fair. in the works. Big things. All right. Thanks for the update. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of God. And you can also send any questions or comments through those vectors. Yeah. And you can email at us at wordofgodcast at gmail.com and put Castiel in the subject line so we don't think you're spamming us. Yes. Uh, today, we are talking about Supernatural Season 8, Episodes 9 and 10, Citizen Fang, and uh, the one whose name I didn't write down. Torn and, Torn and frayed. Torn and frayed. Right. Okay. Uh, because an angel dies. Um, I guess that's why it's called that. Uh, content warnings for these episodes will include. Content warnings for this episode include ableism towards mentally ill and neurodivergent people, show typical bioessentialism, show typical violence, beheading, show typical misogyny, discussions of adultery, allusions to child abuse, eye horror, medical horror, brainwashing, drama, flashbacks, and a brief mention of hanging.
Oh boy, there's a lot of them. <laughs> if you'd yeah. like us to warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, content warning for brain torture. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna this mention one... it again in the synopsis. Yeah. This one was bad, y'all. That po- poor fucking Samandriel. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but we're not talking about that right now. What we are talking about instead is Citizen Fang. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. It's been a while. I wrote Citizen Fang, written by X and directed by Y. Bracket, fill this in later. Oh, uh- <laughs> Well, it was written by Daniel Laughlin, directed by Nick Copas. Oh, that's a Daniel Laughlin episode. All right. Yeah. Uh, you they know what? Up. Pretty good. Pretty good for a yeah. They broke up. We got to the breakup. Um, it was pretty good for a Daniel Laughlin episode. It does Benny's have a woman hot. being. Uh, Benny's very hot in this episode. It does yes. have a woman being held at knife point? But lots of supernatural writers do that, so I'm not gonna. Also, to be fair, Martin is the bad guy here. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, the you know what? There aside, is, Martin I, is the right, bad guy. Right, right. There is some Daniel. There is some things to be mad about with Daniel Laughlin. What have they done to my boy? I know. Martin's I know. a different person in this episode. The writing, the Mar- I know. Martin's writing is terrible in this episode. Martin is. He just bad. does things because the plot needs to do them. Like what? he does okay. things because he's crazy. He's unhinged. Mm-hmm. What's he gonna do? Oh no, he's holding a knife to a lady. Has he gone too far in his quest for revenge against? Was he scared of vampires? Was that his thing? No. No, okay. I didn't well, think or there's so. no I canon remember... like reason. He's he doesn't have anything against Benny except the fact that he is a vampire. He doesn't have anything against Benny. They were just like, okay, well, we need a hunter. That they are and we know Martin's all... out there. Yeah, we don't have crazy, any other so hunters. They're all dead. And yeah, Martin's crazy. I know, Even as though if, he's as like if not... the bioessentialist hunters yeah. don't, like, they're not like a dime a dozen. Also, like, he wasn't bio- fucking crazy. He wasn't fucking Hollywood crazy. He just had PTSD because he fought monsters his whole life. Yeah, no, yeah, it's totally extremely rude it's, to him. It's this not. Episode. It's not paranoia if they're really out to get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's they totally... could have done like not like the Gordon um, episodes and the storyline was done well, but like literally just a Gordon type hunter who was like, okay, yeah. I need to kill this vampire even though vampires. he's not doing anything. Literally, that's what Gordon did. You didn't have to bring in Martin and and you didn't have butcher to his character and do boy. weird things about like mentally ill people. Yeah, I know. I was really, when we met Martin initially, once I realized who he was, I was like, oh, "Oh, fuck this guy. But like that episode, he's actually great. But then in this, but then when you get to the next time he shows up, it's bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, do we know what the incident was? But it didn't, it did not specify. They never said what monster like fucked them up. No. I think he was drawing pictures of clowns, but that's about all. Yeah. Maybe it were the clown vampires. Maybe it was the clown vampires. The foreshadowing, it's there. It's hidden. It's there. They knew. (laughs) You should have listened to him. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, I need to do a synopsis before we finish talking this episode. Before we talk more about this episode, because anyone who hasn't watched it is like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? So, we open on an extremely dive diner, the Gumbo Shack in Louisiana, where Benny is looking hot in an apron. He works here now. Oh, he, he views his so co-workers, hot. a little sister, apparently. This will be important later. And one of the regulars has the hots for her. Outside, after closing, Benny leaves and another customer, who turns out to be Martin from the Asylum episode, which would have had more uh, impact behind it if we hadn't already talked about him being in this episode, uh, finds that guy dead. Hmm. Sam gets a call about the vamp kill from Martin, and Dean is very ableist about Martin for some reason. Also, Sam asked him to track Benny, and Martin thinks Benny killed the guy, which is fair. Uh, The boys pull into the podunk town and meet Martin in a shitty room. 
People call Benny Roy here. Uh, Martin tells them what happened. Dean doesn't think it was Benny because Martin didn't see him do it. He tells Martin he owes Benny, and Martin's like, what the fuck, man? He's a vampire. Uh, he wants to go behind Dean's back, but Sam says no for now. Uh, we will flashback Sam and Amelia chat about what's going on, uh, what's, what she's going to do now that her husband turns out to be alive, which they never explain. They never explain, like, hey, why did everyone think he was dead and he's just I here now? He was, I think he, he was, was like MIA in a POW. Dead, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think he was they... like captured. I don't because remember Sam alludes that ever to, like, being messed up shit about. happened to him. Yeah, I know it says messed up shit happened to him, but I'm like, what happened to him? Like, was he in a coma? Like, what? <laughs> What happened? It's like that Whatever. shit that happened in In the Flesh. Sure. That's for like three people in the whole world. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the thing is, is they're still in love. They want to stay together. There'd be a solution for this if they weren't cowards. Literally. Uh, Literally. Dean goes to the gumbo shack and meets Benny. Listen, polyamory doesn't work for anybody, but it is fun to joke about. Um, <laughs> Dean goes to the gumbo shack and meets Benny's surrogate younger sister, whose name is Elizabeth. He asks about Benny, but of course, Benny works the night shift, because he's a vampire. Uh, so Dean calls him and leaves a voicemail. It's like, hey man, what's up? Cut to Benny looking at another dead person. Hmm, I wonder if he did it. Though he does bury the body. He's not just like... working the night shift, he's he's gone up, like, he's he's left town for a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, yeah, he's gone fishing or whatever. Uh, but he does also work the night shift. Yes. Um, I didn't think, him going fishing, like, doesn't matter no but like he's he's cleared out for a bit which yes, is, yes. raises some flies <laughs> sure it is extra suspicious but also we'll shortly find out that it does not matter it's fine um he does bury, as i said he does bury the bodies that's a little suspicious man like no no one's ever gonna find them um dean finds him and he says it wasn't him it was a vampire named desmond who came to recruit him uh also this is the town where benny grew up uh so that's why he's here elizabeth it turns out isn't a surrogate younger sister she's a real great granddaughter um he also talks about how he didn't feel hunger in purgatory which i think is interesting uh and elizabeth is keeping him anchored uh also he's gonna kill desmond dean thinks this is a bad idea uh he's worried sam and martin are going to kill benny uh we cut to dean can, trying to convince them not to do that dean says that benny is the only one to uh sorry Dean says that Benny's the only one who has never let him down, which hurts Sam. Like, he's like, hey, man, what the fuck? Uh, Martin then just cold cocks Dean and they handcuff him so they can go be hunters. I think, um, sorry to interrupt yeah. for no, reaction. I just think it's so funny that Sam is like, what do you mean I've let you down? Bro, you killed his daughter like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah that, yep, yeah, uh-huh. Sam's so hurt and it's like, dude, you let him down constantly. Um, yeah, anyway. that's true. A lot fucking happened in this episode. Uh, flashback to Sam talking to Amelia's husband, Don, in a bar. He's mad, which, fair. He basically says, may the best man win. Um, Dean wakes up, breaks actually, up the cuffs. Actually, what he says is that it's Amelia's choice and that we should respect whatever she says, which is good. Mm-hmm. Good, good, Don. Good I was him. worried he was going to be weird about it. Interesting. That's not how I read that scene. Well, I thought really? it was going to be a lot more sexist than it turned out to be, so I was got- Me glad too. to see this much. All of the, like, body language and tone of voice he was giving off was like, I'm going to respect her choices, but she's going to pick me. Yeah, and there definitely that's is that's also that why he him. buys her that drink, buys him that drink at the end, because he, like, no, he's like, yeah, he's not going to, it's not going to be him, it's going to be me, so I'm going to at least buy him a pity drink. That's fair. Yeah. That's what I meant by may the best man win, if he's like, haha, I'm the best man, I'm going to win, like, because I'm her husband. Anyway. 
We'll talk about That's that fair. scene. Yeah. There's a lot about the sanctity later. of marriage in this episode that I just think it's is true. really funny. Sam says, it sounds like I'm going to go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was watching the show with my partner and they turned to me and was like, this show's weirdly religious. Uh-huh. Sam, do you think God cares that you had sex with a married woman? Uh-huh. You had sex with a demon, Sam. <laughs> okay, let's let's make it through the synopsis. Um, Dean wakes up, breaks out, uh, warns Benny. Uh, so Dean and Benny are going after Desmond, while Martin and Sam are going after Benny. Um, during the hunt, though, uh, Sam gets a text from Amelia about how she needs his help, so he just fucks off and leaves Martin behind. Like, he doesn't even say anything. Martin's like, Sam! And he's like, ugh, Winchester's. Uh, Dean and Benny show up at the old warehouse thing that's Desmond's lair, and they fight. Desmond breaks his vial of dead man's blood, and it seems like things are gonna get interesting, but then Benny just cuts his head off. Uh, however, Dean's bleeding now. Uh-oh, Benny hungry. Um, but also, that doesn't matter either. Uh, Benny's sad that he's probably gonna have to leave town due to the murders, and also Martin, but he's got one more thing to do. Um, meanwhile, Sam's rushing after Amelia. She's not answering his calls. We get another flashback. Sam's decided to leave. She is fairly also mad about this, uh, but he wants her to give her husband a chance, apparently. Uh, that last thing Benny had to do was see his granddaughter one more time. He thanks Dean for not giving up on him, and then off he goes. Dean calls Martin and tells him not to worry about Benny. Martin says, don't worry, but also he's walking down the road. Benny gets a call from Elizabeth, and uh-oh, it's Martin. Benny's gonna kill him. Uh, when he shows up, Martin has her tied to a chair with a knife against her throat. Benny tries to talk him down. Martin's going full Hollywood crazy. He cuts her to make him go vampire mode and exposes his secrets, but Benny holds himself back and puts his head down on the counter for Martin to chop off. We cut to Sam right as, Mar- right as Martin swings. He's sneaking around Amelia's house with a gun, but he just sees her chilling with Don. Huh? What? She's fine? Dean gets a call from Elizabeth. A lot of phone calls in this episode. It was covered in blood and asks him to come, but other than that, she's gone mostly nonverbal. Dean goes inside the gumbo shack, and of course, Martin is the one who's dead. In the denouement, Sam's being sad at a bar and calls the number uh, of Amelia that he does, like, the callback, dialback thing, uh, which, of course, is one of Dean's phones uh, in his glove box. Uh, he swapped Amelia's out with a burner a while back. The whole thing was just a ploy to get him, get Sam to lay off. Oof. Dean tells him Martin's dead, and Benny did it. Sam hangs up before he can explain. Right when the episode's about to end, Amelia shows up. The end. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> yeah, so a lot of... This is a character drama was, episode, if there's ever been one. Yeah, it's a fucking busy synopsis. A lot of people just talking to each other and making phone calls, and then one lame vampire fight. I think Benny should get to wear an apron every day of his life. He's so cute. He, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we're in agreement about how good he looks in an apron. <laughs> You know all those posts about how line cooks are like the like raw sexual energy of a line cook? Yes. This is what they're talking about. Also, later, his eyes are really blue and mm-hmm. his his accent is really thick and I just I just think that <laughs> You're getting he the vapors. His voice the is vapors. really deep. His voice is really deep. Anyway, I'm free on Friday if you are Benny. <laughs> Um, there's something very funny to me about this, like, big, like, uh, like, neon sign, um, that's, like, uh, it's actually not called the Gumbo Shack, it's called, what does that say, Gurdry's? Goldry's? Cajun Cafe? I think it's an I, so G. Yeah, I love how Martin's, like, I love how Martin's, like, yeah, the Gumbo Shack, do you know how little that narrows it down? You're in Louisiana. That's like being like, oh, the pizza place in Brooklyn. 
I was know, just going to someone... say, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, it is a tiny town. Anyway, it has this great, like, alligator wearing one of those, like, um, oh, what are those hats called? Those, like, thin straw hats. Or, like, jazz musicians would wear them often. Is it like the, like the, they're really, they're, they're not like farmer straw hats. They're like yeah. neater. Yeah. And they have like a ribbon I'm just getting fedoras when I Google it. Oh, do you mean no. the pork pie hat? I don't think so. I don't know. Send us a picture. No, 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 no. Not a, it's a, I'm in it's an like article. a, it's, it's like a straw hat. You know, I'll just, I'll just screen cap this. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> People like, like imagine the sort of hat that's like someone who dances on stage with a cane would wear okay yeah that's exactly yeah. the kind of hat i'm talking actually dina's gonna do exactly that eventually that's really this funny. this fucking type of hat i don't know what this type of hat is called put in the rest when does he do that anyway if you know what this hat Hold is on, called Ash, write in do you know what i'm talking about when i say lamp no <laughs> okay then suffer i'll dm okay. you okay <laughs> Um, anyway, I love this alligator, I love this neon sign, but then it just pans down to, like, a literal shack. Like, it is a literal shack. <laughs> this is the shittiest restaurant I've ever seen. This place looks condemned. Like, it looks fine inside, sh- but the exterior, like, the wood is, like, th- th- it's, like, rotten. It's, like, there's full of weevils. This is the, the shitty, rundown shack show, but this shack takes the cake yeah this is this is a bad shack it's like halfway into the swamp by now i bet i've seen one worse shack uh i saw one worse shack than this last night uh which was the the uh house the shack no (laughs) i I watched i I watched little women last night and it was fucking incredible 10 out of 10 masterpiece greta gerwig has the 2019 yeah Uh, yes um, but the, 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 like, poor family that lives near them has, like, a fucking shack that has, like, gaps in all the walls, and it's like, they're freezing here. It's like, yeah, the fucking wind can just come inside. <laughs> That's the worst shack I've ever seen, but this shack is, like, the second worst. Anyway, watch Little Women. It's better than Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I say, point, like, four most... years late to Little, to, to how good that movie is. Sorry, sorry, Ash, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, most things are better than Supernatural at this point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, the shack sucks, but Benny is like a shining bright light in it with his white shirt and his apron. <sighs> Benny. <laughs> okay, so Elizabeth, there's like this cute exchange where Elizabeth is like on her way out and she's like reminding Benny of all the things to do. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he like keeps like adding on like, and don't for- and this, I know. And she's like, yeah, and- oh, and this. And he's like, yeah, okay. And that one too. And this. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I know what to do. He's so cute. Yeah. And so it's, a, cute. it's a cute, like, quick um, insight into the relationship dynamic. Mm-hmm. I wish... He goes like, I know, darling, I know. I sort of wish we'd gotten, like, six episodes of this. Honestly, honestly. Like, Where's the Benny back, show? Like, just Stop cut back to brain. Benny, like, working in this cat. I, think, I feel like I reference this all the time, but I think constantly about the, like, 50 or so pages of American Gods where Shadow just, like goes to live in a small town for, like, four months and just, like, gets to know people there and, like, supernatural drama happens and, like, shit happens and he has to leave, etc. But, like, that part of the book is great and it's, like, more 
stories need to just let their characters like linger in spaces because then it's more dramatic when they have to leave like yeah we've yeah, gotten to know benny and elizabeth like in this space you know how avatar did uh the only episode that i think it's the only episode either that or it's the first one that doesn't feature the gang uh in season two zuko alone oh, is one yeah. of the best yes. episodes yes, of that yes. show Zuko alone is an incredible episode did Dave Fil- I feel I think Dave Filoni directed that episode. What? Oh, did you Hold not on. know Dave Filoni worked he was on, on the Last Airbender? No. Yeah, he was one of the main episode directors. What the fuck? They they talk about this in a more civilized age. He's everywhere. He's been haunting <laughs> my life. Uh oh no, it was Lauren David. McMullen who directed that episode. I can't fucking believe this. He's everywhere. His little fucking hats. <laughs> <laughs> anyway more episodes like that also more shows should be as good as avatar the last airbender just in general <laughs> stay tuned for uh, yeah, our avatar podcast <laughs> i've never seen avatar oh, so my I could be the newcomer. oh my god oh he only worked on season one however he was a oh. storyboard artist and character designer oh. hmm. anyway this is this is does not this has nothing to do so with supernatural. supernatural. We Zuko see Martin. Alone, that guy dies. Uh, it does look extremely bad for Benny. It does look very sus, but that that is the yes. point. To be fair, yeah. This transcript is so, has a note here when Martin. It's so gone. Yeah, when Martin like falls over the dead body, um, and gets up, it is like very noticeable that he has dirt all over his face, and which he like does. yeah, obviously we all noticed. But the transcript actually makes a note of it. It says he has blood on his mostly bald head from his fall. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> bald, um, bald. Haha, uh-huh, baldy. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I do like um when he's like going out into the into the woods because I didn't immediately realize it was Martin. Um, but the moment he pulled his knife out, I'm like, oh, that's a fucking hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Like the immediate mm-hmm. reaction, like someone screaming in the woods, being like, oh yeah, I have a knife at my hip and I'm just gonna pull it out. Like, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And like that's why this could have been literally any hunter. This could have been yeah. anybody. And they, because they, that's they, they, just could have been a new hunter they've never met before, and that would explain why he doesn't trust Dean's decision. It's Catch the thing 1. is, 0. is like it's it's good to use a character you have already. Like like it's good. It's generally good writing because there's more investment. You can have more drama with it. You can like rely on deeper character relationships, etc. So Supernatural like understands this, but also fumbles the bag almost every time it does it. Yeah, yeah, there's only like, one line in here that like only Martin or someone who knew them already could say, and we'll get to that one because it's bad. Yeah. Oh, the John thing. Yeah. 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 Um. Also. Yeah, that's what that's what I was like. Who the fuck is this? Yeah. Who also, Martin? Martin was in one episode. He wasn't much of a character because he was like having like a low grade uh, but, panic attack that whole. I time. liked him a lot in that episode. No, though. he's great in that episode, but like we don't get very much of like his interiority or anything. Um, yeah, that's true. Which is yeah, we mostly going to be the new Bobby, you know. We we yeah. mostly extrapolated upon his interiority because that's yeah, exactly. what we do here. But we liked him much better in that episode where he wasn't as yes. like fleshed out of a character than in this episode where he is. He's just well, completely unrecognizable. Yeah, uh, and the show has to set that up because what Dean says when Sam's like, "I got a call from Martin," he goes, "Crazy Martin from the Looney Bin," which. Dean was, like, kind of rude to Martin in that episode, too, but, like, 
Dean's the weird up, about man. Dean's weird about mentally ill people. Like, shouldn't he be assembling toys in a padded room? Like, fuck, fuck you, Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's, there's some pretty unfortunate sanism in this episode. Yep. Uh. Also, man, the boys sure are going behind each other's backs a lot, huh? Isn't it so great? Like, like I love season. This shit is toxic. Oh yeah. We've gotten into the the latter part of Supernatural, where they've gone from um inter in, interdependent on each other to oh these are the worst these people should not be in the same room together yeah. they are actively making in, each other worse. In the next episode, when it when Sam was like. I may like maybe I should go and be happy. I'm like, yes, do it. Leave him. You you two are bad for each other. And you will die doing this job. Like, what are you attached to here? Yeah, and and sometimes the show like yeah. knows that. Like that is like the main like thing about their relationship, especially as we get into later seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's it's obviously just for like the sake of the plot because you have to keep the two main characters. Uh, anyway, the, uh, you can make a character say anything continues with, uh, Sam's feelings about Benny. We've, we've talked about this before, but again, what, like, the show has gestured towards Amy? That's the Yeah, that was her name. Are you trying to yeah. remember her? Yeah. But, the sh- it's gestured towards her, but, like, it doesn't care anymore, like, it's, I honestly it's... thought the flashback was gonna be to Amy, not to Amelia. No. No. <clears throat> It's like, I was no, like, what the fuck we've... does Amelia have to do with this? It's fine, whatever. Sam I can't believe Sam's Sam audacity to continue now. having a plot. <laughs> Sam, just go be it in doesn't... a thruple and go get over yourself. <laughs> it's true. Literally retire into your thruple and let be- Benny I just, hang yeah, out with that's, you. Like, this what? is, What's this your is problem? the thing that drives me nuts about Sam's, like... like, hatred towards Benny is like, my guy, you gave up hunting. Like, you were done with this. Are you really gonna, like, extend this much for, like, a guy who hasn't even done anything wrong? And, like, yes, he does think he did something wrong in this episode, and that's fair, but, like... But Dean doesn't, and Sam won't listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sam well, is, like... I think part I feel... of it... Oh, sorry. Go on. Part of it is, like, first of all, Sam can never understand the, like warrior's bond or whatever that they formed in purgatory <laughs> like you cannot imagine you know that kind of situation without being in it um sam, so sam have doesn't... sex with benny that's, and then come back to us Literally that's what so you true. need to say if you if you come out to your parents and, like and they <laughs> you will never like, understand the warrior's, the warrior's bond, bond. You guys, yeah yeah that's that's what you gotta respond with um so i think part of it is that sam cannot i think because okay i think p- as part of like his characterization i mean when was was amy this season or was that last season yeah i think it was last season wait now i'm confused this has been was such a long season? time i know yeah our memories are fucked season seven season because, seven season yeah seven. Okay. i thought so okay but. so it was only a, like a season ago but i also feel like the general like course of sam's character has been like he is getting he used to be like such a softy and now, like, he's capable of that, but that's not his default. Yeah, um, it's true, and, but also, like, go on. Well, and I feel like, I feel like there's, like, a big mix of feelings, most of them negative. Um, because Sam, first of all, is like, what the fuck do you mean you're best friends with a vampire and you won't let me kill him when you did the same thing yeah. several times? Like, ten, you, you ten years ago 
would not recognize you. And and I think it's like it's called that, growth, Sam. <laughs> I think he thinks that like it's kind of audacity. Um, and then also Dean would not shut the fuck up about him retiring while he was in purgatory. Like they've just had such a negative relationship. Yeah. And and so much of their, like, tension and their bitterness towards each other and their resentment has just been, like, yeah. piling on top. So, like, every time, like, it will take just the littlest thing to set them off, but the then it explodes because they have so, like, so many issues that they cannot work through. Yeah, That even, right. like, like, no matter what, it does like, it probably doesn't even fucking... have that much to do with Benny. They're just sabotaging each other because they're fucking toxic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. At this point, they're just doing it to piss the other guy off. Yeah. Because he pissed me off last week or whatever. And, like, you know? maybe they don't think that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not that's not uh, in the front of their mind, but, like, uh-huh. that's the deeper reason. Yeah, I think it is definitely, like, affecting them subconsciously. That's and, like, they're good, not, they don't I'm, I'm trust ha- each other anymore. That. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it's a, I think it's a great development. I like it a lot. Um, I think it's used pretty well in this episode. Um, just because, like... I love when relationships are t- are tasty and bad. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I love it when people who are supposed to trust each other more than anything in the world can't trust each other anymore. Just and there's it's just over. Yeah, there's this like gap that they cannot breach. Oh, mwah, love it. Anyway, I'll stop talking. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where are we? Oh, hold on a second. Can we talk about this guy who dies? When he uh, asks yeah, Benny sure. about Elizabeth, and he oh yeah, that's like you gonna hit that because if not, I will. He tells her, he tells him that she's like a little sister to him, and the other guy goes, "Oh, so you don't mind if I take a shot?" What part of him telling you that he sees her as a little sister makes you think that? If there's anybody yeah. who's like more in, in like the the patriarchal like world, if there's anyone yeah. who's more protective of a woman than her husband or boyfriend or whatever, is her brother. Like, that's, like, the thing. And, like, he is or her father. grandfather, her great-grandfather. Yeah, so, like, like, also, you're all in of Louisiana. The you are in, are happening like, at the shotgun same time. burial territory. Well, that's why he's asking Benny's permission. Because, obviously, Benny's opinion matters when it comes to what Elizabeth's sex life is doing. Yeah. I I, I just think it's weird that he took that as, like, a an okay to go. Well, like. He doesn't yeah. know that Benny's actually related. So if Benny says no, it's platonic, then he's like, "Oh, okay, cool. Then she's available." Yeah, but I mean, like the 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 fact that she is, because this guy, okay, this guy is like older. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem likely that she would be interested back, which is why yeah. Benny does seem a little bit uncomfortable with it, and he is a little bit creepy about it. Um, so the, like the thing is, is I just don't, I don't see how he took that. Even though Benny did tell him, I don't know why. I would not have followed up with, you don't mind if I hit that then. Because I would have assumed that he would mind. Yeah. Like, I don't know him like that. I'm not going to ask if I can fuck his sister. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It's a weird line. Anyway. Sorry, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, I feel like maybe it would have been just like, even just saying like, oh, so is she seeing anyone else then? Would be a much more normal follow-up than like, oh, so can I have your permission to hit that? Like, what? Exactly. Exactly. Like, you don't have to assume that he would be weird about it, but you should not assume that it's not weird. Mm-hmm. No, that's not even my point. Just, like, 
if Benny's like the question he asked is like, hey, are you interested in her? Right. And he said no. So then the reasonable follow up is, "Okay, is anyone else interested? Is she likely to be interested in me now? Like, so you won't be mad at me for what she does with her decisions and her autonomy. Like, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. No, it's it's some weird vibes, but it's supernatural. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this isn't, like, beyond standard misogyny. <laughs> yeah. Also, he does die in, like, two minutes. He does so. die, which is why my notes say, okay, and, because I thought Benny did kill him, and I was like, yeah. He- uh-huh. <laughs> so what? Good for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely what you're supposed to think there. Like, oh, he's kind of a creep. That's why he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, the... If Benny did kill this guy, he would have been right to do it. <laughs> Just Benny has never oh. done anything wrong in his life. We know this. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. All the boats he <laughs> sank and people he killed and blood he drank does not count. It counts, and he was right to do it. He did kill mostly <laughs> rich people. You're right. Um, See? Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So <laughs> battle happens. Uh, I do like, so they talk about Dean giving Dean more time. And they're like, okay. And then I like that Martin's like, we're just gonna do this, right? And Sam's like, "No, man, come on!" Like, it's like, okay, I thought we were on the same page about this. It is really funny how Martin's like, "Okay, so we're gonna go, right?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, we see Riot again, and I clapped, puppy. So true, puppy. Um, this is where uh, Sam and Amelia talk about where, what the right yeah. thing to do here is. This is where Sam has his. This line is where about Sam hell. says, "I'm going to hell." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh Sam, no, not adultery. Sam, that's all that's the like that's like the third commandment or whatever. Of all the reasons you would be going to hell. Sleeping with a woman who thought she was a widow, who was not actually a widow, is not among them. Like that's just Well, it's that's not the past sex that's relationship. a problem for him. He says he's not ready to give this up. That's the problem. That's if he continues that's knowingly, oh, that's, that's more of a problem for him, not in actual reality. Hold on, sorry. I'm checking to see if there's any of the Ten Commandments that Sam hasn't broken. (laughs) (laughs) He was the vessel for Lucifer. I think that kind of trumps everything else. It doesn't matter how good he is at the commandments. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I just think it's funny. Um, I don't know if he's worshipped another god before, before me. I think whatever he had going on with Ruby was close. Yeah. <laughs> close <laughs> enough to idolatry. Thou shalt not fuck demon. <laughs> Has he well, worn then false in that case, every person on Team Free Will is going to hell. No matter how sexy they are. Sorry, what was that, Emma? I was asking if he's borne false witness. I don't no, just mean uh, lying. Probably. I, like, I feel like that's different. I don't, I don't know. know what that means. P- that, thou shalt not bear false witness, I feel like, is one of the most interpretable of the of the commandments yeah i have no idea what that's supposed to mean (laughs) i mean it's regularly interpreted as don't lie but i mean i feel like bearing witness is more about like the sorry to do like bible interpretation on the supernatural podcast is more about (laughs) lying with consequences for someone else because there's like a judgment happening yeah you know so like not Mm. just like oh you lied but like you lied in a way that hurt someone yeah, lying is right? not necessarily a sin. The Bible does not... Uh... Okay, well, it's not one of the ten. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Jesus lied sometimes. 
Sometimes you gotta lie. Sometimes you gotta tell someone you think their hair looks nice and you don't. Mm -hmm. I actually had a whole class on this in high school. about (laughs) What? A whole class? I mean, not specifically about this question, but of like, you know, learning. I don't even know, remember which class it would have been because I had so many um, fluff classes. Mm -hmm. But like learning about like the kinds of interpersonal commandments and interpretations thereof. Um, and so, like, the rules of what That's counts fun. as, like, gossip and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, we have, like, whole programs of, like, anti-gossip. And I was like, just don't talk about people. It's not hard. Just say nothing about anyone. <laughs> Pats myself on the back really loudly for everybody. I'm a good person, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Well, hold um, on a second. How can you How can you say that while also having an entire word for bitching? Are you talking about fetching? Yes. Like Fetching I know that's not mean technically about a about... person. I could no, kvetch I know about it's a not schlep. necessarily like kvetch about the weather. No, I know you can kvetch about anything, but like I'm sure frequently it is about people. I know when I well, bitch, that's it's why there's a about commandment people. about it, Ash. There isn't a commandment that says don't kill a unicorn. <laughs> okay, but what if there was though? Actually, you have to kill a unicorn to make the temple. I love the idea of one of the commandments just being like impossible. No, I'm not joking. The temple might be made out of unicorn skin at some part. What the fuck? Okay, well, unicorns aren't... Okay. <laughs> According to some interpretations, some commentators... Um, I love Yeah, that. it's like leviathan skin and unicorn pelt or whatever. Okay, um, never mind. I take back what I said about about it being funny if it just if the word of God just tells you to do something that you literally can't do. Rashi believed in mermaids, like... Yeah. Okay, let's let's. This is why you come to Word of God. I mean, this is what <laughs> this is what all the when people Google Word of God, this is what they're looking for. They're looking for theological discussion. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's why and our bullshit. SEO is shit. That's why no one listens to this podcast, right? No other reason. Okay, so Dean goes in to talk to Elizabeth. Well, not to talk to her, but he does find her. Um, he tries to get pie, but they're out. Sorry, Dean. Um. And he asks about Benny, but he knows that he's going by Roy, because Martin said. Uh, and then Elizabeth just, like, tells him all about where Benny is, and, what, like, uh-huh. that's bad OPSEC. You're not supposed to do yeah. that to your coworkers. Yeah, no, do not tell anybody. I mean, Dean says that he's are. an old friend, and it's like, this is a small Anybody town, can say they're like, an old friend. Yeah, I know, but, like, who's going to come saying, by? I'm not saying, like, oh, my like, God, this is dude. so weird that it could be anybody. Yeah. I'm just being like, yeah, that's not that's cool true. to do to your coworker. You're not supposed yeah. to do that. And I'm sure she believes that Benny could defend himself, Lynn? and like he can. But um, I'm looking at you, you little motherfucker. Isn't Flynn the orange cat? Yes. Sorry, oh. he wants to eat chives, but the last time he did that, he threw up. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's looking. He's, he's. I'm literally looking at him in the corner of my eye. I see him like looking longingly at the top oh, of no. the uh, at the top of the like horrible furniture like. Uh, pile uh, that has a chives pot sitting on top of it and he's gazing longingly at it. Flynn, don't you fucking dare. You deny him the chives. I'm denying him the chives. I don't want him throwing up on my floor. Um. Anyway, bad info sex. She tells him about fishing. Mm-hmm. Um. This is great. I found a Chabad article called Are Unicorns Real? Incredible. Incredible. The short answer is yes. <laughs> what? Okay, wait. 
Full okay, stop. but this Hold this on. one is like metaphorical. There's a different one that's okay. about like the literal yes, um, because like I said, there's the tachash, which is part of is the outer covering of the Mishkan, which is the temporary temple that they use in the desert. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, well, what is this tachash? And the, yeah, it might have been a unicorn. Is the idea. Okay, well, if unicorns were real, they're extinct. So, so <laughs> I'm curious what the what the evidence here is. That's why it says, "Does it still exist?" Is the next um, bullet point in the article. Okay, all right. You got to read it, and find out. Fair enough. Seeing as it was a temporary temple, I kind of doubt it. Lynn, do you have anything to say? <laughs> Sing for me, my angel of music. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys heard that. Did we? I don't know right? if I did, but I'll oh, hear it when Discord, I listen to the episode. Did noise canceling? Oh, that's sad. That is sad. I put the mic right up into his face and he went, Aww. Aww. Thank well, you for meowing you can for us, Wyatt. In the recording. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Dean somehow is able to track Benny down in like the fucking bayou. The power of gay love. It's true. Dean can just teleport. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's one of the superpowers you get when you come out. <laughs> It's you know how, hour. like, sorry, you, you know how, like, stories are often about characters, like, solving problems and, like, coming into conflict with, like, the environment and, like, not always getting their way in terms of, like, things happening? I've heard of stories having conflict, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, these stories have conflict, but they've given up any sort of, like, external conflict, you know? It's there so, is no the show, more man versus nature. Yeah. We've gone fully into like soap opera mode where like all that matters are just the conflicts between characters and like they could all be standing in white rooms and it would not matter. <laughs> There's <clears throat> this episode, Sam drives from Louisiana to Texas in a panic and it's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. Um, whereas in other episodes, they regularly drive like across the country just for, you know, the next thing to do. Distance has never mattered in the show, but like, like but now it does. Sometimes, sometimes it's fun to like watch a character solve a problem. Be like, oh man, Benny's out in the bayou. How I'm gonna find? How am I gonna find him? We get a little scene of like Dean tracking him. Maybe find some footsteps or like I don't know. Yeah, he could have showed off those purgatory skills. It's yeah, I yeah. It's like there's no Daniel Laughlin simply doesn't care about us. It's whatever. And Zed, Dean just finds him, and they talk about how Benny's trying to blend in. Um, um, the body that Desmond, Benny Desmond buried, does well, not matter. Say, the body that Benny buried this time um, is a black woman. Oh, yeah. Count. Person of color, count, goes the up. The only <laughs> black person we see in this whole episode in Louisiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, granted, there aren't a whole lot of background characters in this episode. No, but still. There are almost, there's almost nobody in this episode. Yeah, it's like the five people. The town is empty. No one lives here. We see dead bodies, and then we see like those two guys. We see that one guy at the at the the one guy who got gets killed, um, who's like weird about women. Um, and I think that's literally it. Oh, and Desmond. And yeah, who and Desmond doesn't even live there. Yeah, there are no background characters in this episode except. Is there this anyone dead in the background woman. of the scene when Dean is talking to Elizabeth? I feel like there might There's like a couple the, of people. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. You're right. Yeah. There's a couple people. I found the you're extras. Right. There's there's some extras. You're right. Yeah. Whatever. It's and it's I can't a very remember clearly their skin color, but my point. Stands. I think they're all white. Mm-hmm. 
I do like the shot of Benny washing his hands. We get to see from like under the water surface and he like yeah. dumps in and all the blood comes off. It's cool. It's a good Forearms. Shot. Arms. Whore. Why are you what are you doing covered in blood? And what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Twirls hair. I'm I was twirling say, my hair. Shut this up. Is, <laughs> this is not uh there is the the show often does not accurately represent the makeup of the places it goes to. It does generally accurately represent the makeup of the place where it is filmed, I will say, which is not necessarily they can they can hire black actors from like elsewhere. But there are the the population of like black people in Vancouver is one percent. So if you're pretending there, to be Louisiana, there you can is go that. The one no, I absolutely, mile. I absolutely agree. I just know that shows mostly hire extras from like people who live nearby. Yeah, so I guess that, that makes is sense, a, but it does still suck. You can that is a put um, an ad up on eBay. What's the word? No, they could absolutely do it. I'm just saying, like, of course, like in the era where this was filmed, and also like the fact they that didn't care. Yeah. that they don't care about the places they go to in general anyway, because this is so obviously not fucking Louisiana. Um, that, like, yeah, of course it's all white people. Yeah, it is absolutely unsurprising, but if you're paying any attention at all, yeah, <laughs> it's glaringly obvious. Yeah. I do think it's very funny that they tried to find, like, a kind of swampy part of the Pacific Northwest, but, like, this is really not... have swamps. This is not the fucking bayou. <laughs> this is yeah. not... Yeah, there's, like... They also, like, do a deliberate job to, like, not shoot the ground. Because if you saw the ground, you'd, like, absolutely know even more that, like, this isn't the fucking bayou. <laughs> yeah, the So grass all is the shots are color. kind of, like, pointed up. Yeah. They're all from, like, knee height. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess the frame, the bottom of the frame is at knee height, is what I mean. Um, Benny has a yeah. line here about how he didn't... What's, what's the line? One second. Yeah, he hasn't always been this cute and cuddly. I'm obsessed with that's him. True. Uh, that's, true. that's a good line. I did like that line. He's I like, hug him. I bet he bear. gives great hugs. I bet he gives great I hugs. I bet he does give mm-hmm. great hugs. Uh, um, he says, my old job at the cafe. What the fuck does that mean? He hasn't been here for like a hundred years. The cafe is, this, is still there. Is, is this gumbo shack a hun over a hundred years old? I guess it could be. Maybe yeah. he just had a job at a gumbo shack. Yeah, I, he says the cafe. If I was a waitress somewhere, and then I was a vampire also, for a hundred years, and then I came back, yeah. I could, and I was a waitress again, I'd probably say my old job. Yeah. It's fine. I just was like, wait, what? How old is I this place? I guess I would explain this, how shitty it is. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, this fucking shack <laughs> is probably a hundred years yeah. old. Also, and the point cafe, is that like, this diner. is his hometown. And yeah. Dean doesn't even no, have I a do, fucking hometown. I'm gonna explain. I do the the. This is why I would love more Benny just chilling in this place because the the story idea of a vampire who like comes back to his hometown, like trying to like repent, make amends, etc., and like reconnects with his great granddaughter, and like there being like the relationship drama around that, and like her finding out and having to contend with this, like all that could have been like super juicy and good. Um, yeah. But as is so common with this show. Um, that does not, the show often has good ideas and then totally fumbles the bag. If you have any good vampire fiction recommendations, hit us up. It's a lost art. Oh, speaking of vampires, there's also a gay note here, um, where, 
<laughs> where Benny goes with Andrea gone and you hunting again scene blah 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 you two being the only ones who keep my ducks in a row okay yeah you and the love of my life you and his yeah. long term girlfriend okay supernatural will be like is anybody going to compare this heterosexual relationship yep usually Sam's to uh, Dean's best friend boys and not wait for an answer and then they'll be like what the fuck do you mean you think he's gay my brother in Christ, yep. you wrote the, the romance line. <laughs> it's true. Um, My brother in Christ, you wrote a divorce arc. <laughs> Why did they do that? We're not there. We're not there. We're moving on. Um, The uh, the March of Dimes shows up here again. <laughs> which is, which does not matter, but I thought was funny just because I remember that line so much from, uh, what was his name? Not Rufus. Gibbs. But... What's what's who the hell is Gibbs? No, Josh Jimmy Gibbs is the the actor who played Josh Jimmy Gibbs played played, played Mr. Conspiracy Theorist Buddy. Oh, uh, yes, Frank. Frank, Frank. Thank you. Uh, I remember that Frank like uh, uh, speech so clearly. <laughs> who sent you the March of Dimes? Literally, but, literally, literally. I also thought immediately. I miss but, him. Uh, I thought it was funny that it showed up again. I miss him too. What a great character. Mm, um, what a guy. Okay. Anyway. Uh, this is where Dean, this is where they knock Dean out. Uh, anything in the scene y'all want to talk about? Yeah, there's another bit here following up on the Benny has anything to do with Elizabeth's sexuality where um, Dean finds out that that's his great granddaughter and goes like, oh, really? And Benny's like, hold on, you didn't? And he's like, no, even though he definitely did want to hit on her. Um, oh. Why yeah. are men weird? Shut men up. Weird. <laughs> this is a show about men being weird. This is the men being weird show. I mean, okay, the from, men a, being from weird a, about women show. a reparative reading, it would be weird if your boyfriend hit on your great-granddaughter. True. <laughs> it would be. Uh, Dean says, every relationship I ever had has gone to crap at some point. Yeah. But uh, not his says, relationship with I Benny. I can say about Benny, he has never mm. let me down, which is true. Mm. He used the word relationship. And then Sam's like, well, good on you, Dean. Must feel great finally finding someone you can trust after all these years, side-eyeing. But, yeah. like... That was out. I get it. I get that it's. I get that it's hurtful to you, Sam. But you've literally let him down multiple times. We talked about this already. But, uh-huh. You have. But like, Most of your plot lines sur- are like yeah. surround the fact that you let him down frequently. Yeah. <laughs> you've let each other down because you've known each it's other true. literally all your lives, and Benny like hasn't had time to let Dean down. If you want to put it that way, Sam. Literally all like there's a very like, short you guys list have been living in each other's laps for Benny twenty years in the back seat. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you have the emotional maturity of a pair of seventeen-year-olds. Yep. So, like, <laughs> there's yeah, a very there's short a... list of Ben of things Benny could do to let Dean down, and it's pretty much killing people. Yeah. And speaking of, Sam says we've killed for a lot less. Okay, maybe that's a problem, Sam. Maybe you should rein in your killing habits. Like, what the fuck? He's right, but he shouldn't say it. We've killed for a lot less. Maybe you should do more research before you kill people. Then. Maybe you should actually check that the person you're killing did the killing. In in my in my head, he is he's like not referring to that as like a good thing. Like I mean he's saying like if this was any other case, we would be killing this vampire we found in town by now. Um which is completely true, and in any other episode, if it wasn't Benny, like it would make sense. You know, you found a dead body with vampire mm-hmm. holes, you found a vampire, connect the dots. But since it's Benny, we have the luxury of examining, well, did he actually do it? Which we don't do for any other vampire or any other monster. 
Mm-hmm. But we like honey. I, I kind of I kind of saw it as like uh granted it's not really not true anymore, but like this was like referring to like bef- maybe I'm maybe I'm just being a Sam apologist right now. <laughs> um <laughs> but like I felt like he was referring to like back in like seasons one and two where they were like really into the bioessentialism and hadn't like mm. been introduced to the nuance of mm. it yet. Mm. Um but that's definitely probably not what they intended. So interesting. I'm not yeah. even like mad at Sam specifically for this line. I just think like it's reflective of what the show does uh-huh. um, and wants them to be doing most of the time. Yeah. Um, My next note is yeah, about so, Martin's line after Dean leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I also mean, what Dean I wanted to talk out. about next. Yeah. So so they knock Dean at Martin, knocks Dean out, and the two of them leave. Um. Well, they they cuff him to a, a radiator like kidnappers and leave. Um, and uh, Martin says, glad your dad wasn't around to hear that, meaning Dean defending a vampire. He'd have a mind to take you yep. both out the woodshed and show you what's what. Half inclined to do it myself. Uh, this is me? just like your homophobic uncle, like learning that you're gay and expressing his opinion on that. Yeah. He's like, I should beat you like your dad would. Um, yep. You should die, actually, instead. What the yep. fuck? This is where I was like, who the fuck is this? It's not Martin. Yeah, that sucks. Now, yeah, Sam does kind of shove trauma, him up but... about it. Yeah. Yeah, Sam does tell him to shut the fuck up. Um, and then we get... Uh... In though the like quote unquote match cut or like it's not match cutting but it's like dialogue inspired flashbacks. It's getting uh, more and more loose in terms of like yeah. I guess yeah, I guess Sam does this flashback because it's somehow. about choice, like choosing somebody. Yeah, Martin's line is um, um, "brother chooses a vampire over a brother." I know how I'd feel, and then we go to then... Amelia choosing what between <coughs> Don and Sam. Like, there's no brothers happening here. Well, no, it's not. It's not. This is where the uh, this is where the scene that we already talked about of like him of like Don. Yeah, no, I, I just meant thematically. Like, yeah, yeah, because the choice isn't. Yeah. Um. Anyway, like she's not even in the scene to make the choice. We we already talked about this scene, so we just do we just want to move on, or does anyone have anything else they want to say about it? I don't think I. No, have I have no 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 more notes okay. on here. Um, he wakes up, uh, he can always break out of handcuffs, we've known this since season one, so. Yeah, and then he immediately calls Benny and says, like, hey, they're coming, and Benny goes, no offense, but your little brother doesn't exactly put chills up my spine, Uh, and Dean keeps calling him his little brother, which is so cute, that's how he talks to to Benny about Sam, that's why Benny's not scared of Sam, because it's just his little brother, who's six foot four and kills people, it's just his little brother. This little guy can can and will kill you. Yeah, really cute. Um, so they go kill Desmond, uh, this is where Sam gets the, the text. Uh, this is a dick move from Dean. It's a fucking dick move. It it's is like a horrible thing to do. At the, at the end of the episode, cause the whole time I was like, what the fuck happened? What's this mysterious thing? And then when Dean's like, I didn't, I didn't even suspect Dean until the fucking phone rang and I was like, oh my God, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's a fucked, fucked up, up bro. Yeah, I mean, this whole the whole drama of this episode, which of course this episode is supposed to just have drama. Yeah. The whole drama of this episode would have been avoided if Sam, like, had listened to Dean and like trusted him. But of course, the point is is that Sam doesn't yeah. trust him. Um. He's so like, Dean didn't have. Yeah, Dean didn't have like a whole lot of choices here. <laughs> um. 
you you can stoop yeah. to pretty low places uh, to avoid. I think when someone's uh, knocked you out and cuffed you to a radiator, you. you can scare them a little bit. And also, they're like, and also when they're going to kill somebody, like yeah, like, it is a terrible. Like, Amelia is fine. Thing to do. It's not like Dean actually put her in danger. He just scared Sam, which was like not nice. But everyone is yeah. fine. Whereas if Sam continued without Dean scaring him or getting him out of the way in some way, then Benny would be dead. Like that is a net worse than Sam being scared. Yeah, it's it's a terrible thing to do to make someone like feel that way, and especially yeah. someone with Sam's trauma yeah. specifically. Mm-hmm. He mentions Jess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that made me really sad. Yeah, I was like, oh god, I forgot about Jess. Um, How could you forget? But about I Jess? do understand like why Dean felt it was necessary, and he he knows it was wrong. He admits to it, but Sam didn't give him much of a choice, um, which is why this episode's drama is so juicy. Um, yeah, okay, so they do the fight, and it's uneventful. I do love, that's like, I was complaining to my partner, like, shortly before, because Dean just pulls out a syringe, and I'm like, man, I remember back in the day when, like, they had to actually hunt a monster, and, like, consider its weaknesses, and, like, think about the situation, because monsters are scary. Do and in this one, Dean just, D- yeah, Dean just, like, fucking has dead man's blood somehow from somewhere. He has, like, and a it's... collection yeah. in there. Yeah. Remember when they used to have like a morgue? I have to like break into a morgue to get this shit. Yeah. In fairness, this episode this is, is very busy. It would be extremely. It, yes. No. I agree. I agree with that. Better. But also, like, I I fucking hate that the vampire fight, like that there being a vampire, is just perfunctory. Because like a vampire mm-hmm. should be fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. And also, no, like, wasn't Desmond trying to like build a pack? Like the entire thing. The reason why vampires were like a season finale monster it wasn't quite the season finale but it was close to the end of season one um yeah 20 it was season one right or was it season two it was season one, was season one. Dead okay, okay, okay i thought so i thought so um that was like a whole fucking thing because it's like oh my god it's vampires there's like a bunch of them they're the one of the few monsters that like hunt in packs they're scary yeah, you need to figure out to how to do nest, that and he's all by himself and it's like yeah and it, i think the, show the implication care. I think the implication is that he's going after Benny first. Benny's so the first other one he went to. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah he more, said like he, that's Benny fair. says he's Fred, but like yeah, just, I don't have anyone yet. Loser. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> generally grumpy about this being the monster hunting show and it never actually caring anymore about the monsters or anything that's yeah. interesting about them. Oh yeah, this is no longer like, a monster I'm, hunting show. Like uh, the 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 PBTA game monster of the week that I have problems with. It was like almost like like. It's probably 50% Supernatural, 50% Buffy, but the core gameplay loot primarily comes from Supernatural, where it's like, okay, we have a Monster of the Week. The first thing you need to do before you can fight the monster is do an investigation to figure out what its weakness is and how you can fight it. And it's like, the show used to care about that. It does not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It cared about it briefly for the Leviathans, but they didn't do an investigation to figure out the cleaning fluid thing. They just accidentally found that out. Literally by accident. Um, there's two things that I like about this scene. One of them is that it's extremely funny how Bunny kills Desmond with a fucking anime slice. Yep. Again, <laughs> vampires next. Tissue paper. Yeah, so he, for, for our viewers at home, our listeners at home who are not viewers, um, he slices through Desmond's neck, there's a beat, and then it, like, slides sideways yes. off the cut. It's so fucking yep. funny. It's oh my, you can't do that. Deru. <laughs> <laughs> None. <laughs> Um, the other thing that I really like about the scene is that during the fight, Desmond, like, slashed at Dean's neck to, like, lick his fingers. Delicious. Um, 
because that means that when the fight is done, Dean now has a bloodied neck, and Benny gives him this starving look. It's so fucking good. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> the thing is, it is good. I like. I didn't bother bringing it up because it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't. The go show anywhere. wants us it's to like mistrust like, Benny, it's but it's so like sexy. it doesn't really hit. It's, yeah. It is hot. It doesn't make me mistrust Beth, Be- Benny. It makes me want to fuck him. No, I'm like, yeah, get him. <laughs> fight yeah, him. Yeah, drink my blood. <laughs> my, my notes uh, in all caps say yes, lust, hunger, desire. <laughs> <laughs> remember when Cass ate raw meat off the floor? Yeah. I do remember that. I love when men are starving um, for Dean Winchester. It's crazy. Yeah, so true. <laughs> um, I would like to talk about this next scene, though, which is good, Um, which is Benny just being like, it's fucking done, isn't it? It's like, my life here is over. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, like, word's going to get out. Everyone's going to come after you. You can't take them all. And even if you do uh, kill all those hunters, then we're going to have a problem because you're killing yeah. hunters. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a line here that Dean says, this episode yeah. is very gay, guys. Dean says, guys like us don't get a home. We don't get a family. We don't get family. Yep. But then, and then Benny like, says, he what says about you got Sam. Yeah. And then Dean goes, yeah. And it's like, oh, 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 season eight. Smash effect. Like uh, Super Smash Brothers, like knocked off the stage sound effect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's fucking critical damage. Yeah. Guys like us, we don't get a home. We don't get family. What if I burst into goo? (laughs) Like a Leviathan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But of course, the last thing he has to do is go see his family. Ugh. Uh, we get the Sam flashback to Amelia, Sam being like, I'm trying to do the right thing. And she's like, what the fuck? You and I were the right thing. He's like, yeah, but you're married, though. <laughs> the sanctity of marriage, Amelia. Who give a fuck? Yeah. God invented like... divorce for a reason. <laughs> it is? Okay, though. Uh, <laughs> the fucking coldness of your husband comes back from being a fucking prisoner of war. Uh, like being tortured or whatever the fuck, um, and finds you, <laughs> finds you shacked up with this other dude, and then just shouldn't have just, gone to war, loser. <laughs> give him divorce papers, like that would be really fucking, funny. That's fucking cold. <laughs> oh, you're not it dead. Would be I ice cold. It would be ice cold. Like I God, do you understand where Sam. The paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I do understand where Sam is coming from here, like. That they did get married, they did love each other, like they didn't break up. She thought he was fucking dead. So, I like, think I Sam get should have proposed before this happens. I think that would have been uh, so funny. Oh my god, uh, that would have been that would have been up. juicy. Especially because like he didn't even get to propose to Jess. Uh, I guess he also didn't get to propose to Amelia, but like we don't get any indication that he was planning to. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, anyway, um, Dean calls Martin, Martin's down the road, we get the, the fucking, uh, this scene is good. This scene with, like, him, uh, uh, with, with, like, Benny getting the call from Elizabeth's phone, and it being Martin, God, uh, and, like, guy. the, the pie, like, like, it's, it's, like, really ominous in a way that's good. I was like, oh, the hunter's the bad guy now, I do like that, even though it is, like, really fucking ableist about Martin. It is like I do like the the flip here. Yeah, I like the I like the the movie villain. Like yeah, mm-hmm. and like how friendly he is to Elizabeth versus what he's saying on the phone. Like yeah, mm-hmm. so he got I mean, he her does... phone by pretending that he left his cell phone on the bus. Yeah, 
so that she's like oh can i borrow your phone to call my friends and she comes over in the middle of the conversation like hey did you reach your friend he's like yeah thanks so just give me another minute but also she, grab, like, she grab tries to take arm. his plate and yeah. he grabs her wrist like no i'm not done creep die yeah yeah that he, bit was he, bad it, but other than that he's like friendly to her and it's scary yeah that like that's that bit exists so that like she looks at him kind of askance like oh okay yeah and also like Martin says, how far away are you? And Benny says, an hour. And he says, you got 45 minutes, which Why do people do that? It's such a dick oh, move. It's I a common trope. It's, it's just like, oh, all the time. But like, I fucking why? love it. I think it's What's great. Like, Because it's a power move. Because it makes yeah, them freak the fuck it, out. It pisses like, me off. Like, you're just being a dick. Take you're just time. being a dick. Yeah, what, do you want them to die in a traffic accident? Yeah, exactly. Like, you want them panicky. Like, you don't want to give them time to think. It's like it's smart. It's a good way to to make someone freak the fuck out. But also, there's there's a point where it becomes like impossible. That's my yeah, like, like when they did that. With, yeah, but the um, thing is, is it's not. One, I think did that with Meg, where um, John was like, "I'm so far away," and Meg is like, "You'll be here in like 15 minutes or whatever." Like, what the fuck? How is he supposed to do that? And then of course he did because it's supernatural. Yeah. But like, yeah. what? he can't fly like you, Meg. Come on. Um. How do okay, demons so I... do that? I think they, they just teleport. teleport. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they have That's wings. So much I think more they just boring. teleport. We should have seen demon wings. Yeah. Um, so we get a we get a classic vampire slayer. <laughs> Lay down your arms, you unholy thing from Martin, which I which thought was Which is so funny. funny. He's he's not armed. Yeah. Lay down your arms. What his mouth? You I got the put sense that he's down? like <laughs> I don't know if this true this is true, but I was like is he fronting for Elizabeth? Like is I he trying to pretend know. to be noble here? Drama? Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's very weird. I'm not sure if they're trying to lie. play him like crazy or if he's fronting for Elizabeth or if yeah. he's just kind of like being weird, but like He's kind of just opaque because he doesn't have interiority because he's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he yeah. It it took me totally out of the like it, I do I was just cringing. Yeah. Oh, I liked it. Like, why it. are you saying these things to him? It's funny, but like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um Anyway, Benny really, really tries to de-escalate the situation. He really does. Um, Benny is a better de-escalator than any cop. It's true. Um, No cops at Pride, only Benny Lafitte. So true. This is the thing that annoys me here. It's like, I I know that she was traumatized, and so they can't really have this conversation. But I do, I am grumpy that it's like the drama of like, oh, he revealed... Benny secrets, but they're never. We're never going to see Elizabeth again. And they're never going to talk about it, so it doesn't matter. Like we could have gotten a cool scene where she's like freaked out and is like, "What the fuck? You're my grandpa," and like I don't know. That could have been interesting. Something could have come out of it. But instead, she's just like, "Ah, so he got murdered," and then Benny just left, and I'm just sitting here to yeah, like point to Dean to go inside. Yeah. Oh, um, there is a really good shot. Um with her framed in the doorway uh, that I was like, Ooh, this is an interesting shot for this show that doesn't usually have those uh, with like the Impala's lights shining on her. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Through, as, through as the Dean window like, from behind. Yeah. That was a good shot. Yeah. At about like 38, 22. I'm like, Ooh, cause it, it's, uh, it's the show really wants you to think that Benny's dead in there. It's mm-hmm. like, it's such an ominously framed shot. It's like, Oh no, who's mm-hmm. dead in there? Who could guess? Like, Fucking Martin, like it, uh, it, it does not <laughs> succeed. Like Benny's not going to be dead yet. Like, okay, they real talk, I, you know, real talk. I did think Benny died in this episode, like up until like Aww. this part. I couldn't remember. Oh wow. Thank yeah, you. like I was, I was so sad I watching this sure episode because I thought I knew. 
The moment he laid his head down, I was like, it's a fucking ploy. He's going to gut him the moment he comes over. No, I was very sad about him putting his head down. But then I was like, I was before showing us like the actual head slice. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think Supernatural is clever enough to do that and not pull the obvious bait and switch. Yeah. However, Martin's knife. I know that I know like we the, the, the knives they use to cut vampires heads off is like not at all. It's like a Bowie knife. It's not even it is big, big enough. It is. A, you can't. It, is a, yeah. it doesn't matter how sharp I think it's it is. Really it's funny just how not he big enough. The knife because he has the knife to Elizabeth's throat. Right. And then like Benny gets closer or whatever. Um, something. And Martin just fucking whips out the even bigger knife. Extremely funny. You gotta so have now he's just knives. like wielding a giant knife in each hand. Steel for humans, second, silver for monsters. Larger knife. God, you know what's a better monster hunting show? The Witcher. Well, I need to watch more of The Witcher. I mean, Henry I don't Cavill. know if you do. Just read the short story, because like I, that shows. Look at Henry Cavill. Mess. Yes. Okay. Watch the first season. The first season is good. Anyway, <laughs> I did watch the first season. Um, oh, oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know if you need to watch the sixth season. Okay. Um. Is the when he tries to get Benny to um, reveal his vampirism, right? Yeah. Um, but Martin says, "Don't worry, he won't feed off his own flesh and blood," which like has tones of like like that would be incestuous, which oh, makes the I like vampirism. I don't know. I feel like there is. Ash, what do you think? I guess well, that's fair. I just read it as like he's not going to eat his granddaughter. Yeah. I think. But I think the detached way Martin says it is what implies the weird incestuousness. I think it's mostly because vampires, part of their like purpose as a monster is like a sexual menace. So I think like that's true. That's Especially like the, the way that Supernatural has used vampires before, exactly with with yeah. uh, the dead man's blood first gay kiss and with Dean getting assaulted behind a club, like. Yeah, yeah. The vampire vampirism as sexuality like, is is like a consistent theme. Um, yeah, it's and it's a predatory kind of sexuality, and I think which makes it like, interesting, isn't it? it that that Benny was explicitly yeah. interested in feeding on Dean. Hmm. Post the make you go. Speaking of Dean, we get him singing along to feel all right. He's singing uh, along. He feels all right. I always love God, when Dean sings fuck this show. Can he have song. one minute? Can I get my man a break? Uh, and then he shows up and sees Martin dead, and then oh yeah, we skip Sam like like being a weird. I mean, I get it because he thinks she's in trouble. He's in yeah. like operator mode, but it is funny him like creeping around the house with a gun and then she looks at the window. And he's like, oh wait, what? She does We're call fine. him on it. She's like, you were creeping in my window, dude. Yeah, she says that. <laughs> yeah, in the next episode, she's like, hey man, and he's like, well, can't. I... It's extremely difficult for me to explain the situation considering I told you my brother was dead. Oh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He can't even be like my brother played yeah. a big move on me. Yeah. My other yeah then he's going to have to explain dead. that Dean stole her fucking phone, which, by the way, how did she not notice that? No, 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 no. no Dean didn't steal it... her phone. Dean oh. stole, Sam's stole Sam's phone, phone and changed the contact number. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. M- much easier. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and yeah, no one memorizes phone numbers anymore, so fair enough. I do have um, a note here about Sam... Uh, watching through the window, just like Cass was doing when Zine was sort of ah, hallucinating him. Ah, 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 ah. Baby girl, I can find parallels you've never even thought of. <laughs> um, this is what terminal, terminal your mind, supernatural your brainworms mind. will do to your motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is where they talk about that. Uh, Sam's like, hey, what the fuck, man? Um, 
Tana's like weirdly I know he gets more mad about it in the next episode. Um, but like I maybe it's just cause he's like I think he's cold, too like sad he's just gone cold. Angry. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um there's yeah, a bit here where, where Sam's like, Yeah, down. she's fine, but you knew that and Dean's like, actually I didn't like were you thinking like, I don't know, maybe she is in danger. That's like yeah, your justification it's a, it's to yourself. Lethal response. I assume he's being a dickhole and saying, I don't know, anything could happen. I don't know. Yeah. I had no foreknowledge, but I also Ooh. it's a non zero chance. Well, the rest of his line is I did know it was the only way to get you layoffs. So, like his he's just yeah. saying like that wasn't even my priority. Like it wasn't about whether she's okay or not. Because he knew in all likelihood that she was. Yeah. It's just so like it didn't even occur to him whether or not she could be. Like it just didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So then obviously Sam is not listening to what Dean has to say. <laughs> he goes, Do you want to listen to me or not? Episode. And Sam hangs up. Good for him. Yeah. Um And I mean, honestly, after what you have done and after the conversation you have just had, he's not in the emotional place to want to listen to you. You are throwing spaghetti at a brick wall. It's not going to yeah. work. Yeah. You got to wait. Call him in the morning. Yep. Um, and uh, that's the end of the episode, basically, except for Amelia showing up, which the next the music, episode will pick up. Yeah, on. Amelia shows up. The music is very is fitting here. Um, the, that the old song familiar playing, pain. I don't know if it's the title or just... Um, the the chorus, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh that old familiar pain by um actually is this uh I don't know who this is by song by Jim Wolf and Marlon James probably okay. It seems like that's the original. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, that's the episode. We talked about the themes. This is a pretty good episode. There's some stuff I'm mad about, but that's the show. Um. <laughs> Actor facts. Uh, Elizabeth was played by Kathleen Monroe, who was also Annabelle Banks in... Why did I say Annabelle like that? Whatever. In Beautiful People, Danielle Rosen in... (laughs) Annabelle Lecter. Danielle Rosen in Alphas, Ali Devon in Call Me Fitz, Rachel Braidwood in Resurrection, Alice Tonner in Patriot, Rena Trenholm in FBI. I can't believe there's just a show called FBI. And Patricia McFadden in City on Fire. Don Richardson was played by Paul Campbell... Campbell, who was also Billy uh, Kekea in Battlestar Galactica, Billy Morgan, two Billies, uh, in the mm. 2008 Knight Rider reboot, which I did not know was a thing that existed, uh, Beckett Ryan in Spun Out, and Grady Garland in the Turner and Hooch TV show, another thing that I did not know existed. <laughs> uh, Probably for good reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's it. That's us. Um We'll it's be back. Not we have another episode. No, I know. I just like that's 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 it's break time. After the break, we'll talk about the next one. Okay, bye. Eight ten. Torn and Frayed was written by Jenny Klein, directed by Robert Singer. I knew that. Um, the recap oh, plays Bobby. the song Katmandu while reminding us of some key players we did not see last episode, like Samandriel, Crowley, Kevin, Cass, um, Naomi. Um, I know the content <laughs> warnings already covered this, but this is the episode that has all the warnings for like medical horror and traumatic yeah. 
eye situations and torture and all that. So heads up for what I'm about to say. Um, in the cold open, we see Samandriel get tortured. Um, we've already seen this, but it's it's still happening. Um, although he gets a brief message to Naomi before his demon torturer Vigo puts the spike back in his brain. Uh, Sam and Dean argue some more about Benny and Amelia. Sam obviously is mad that Dean scared the shit out of him. Dean says he isn't sure if he's done with Benny. Uh, and so Sam leaves. Um, at a playground, there's a baby crying, and then Cass is there. Hi, Cass! He diagnoses the baby with something baby girl. that the doctors missed, heals the baby, and then vanishes. In heaven, Naomi tells him about Samandriel's location, although she can only give a vague approximation. Um... And tells him that it was Cass. Tells Cass that it was Cass's idea to go rescue Samandriel. So like, he still doesn't know that she's doing this to him. Um, he goes to Dean, watches him sleep for a little bit, which makes Dean uncomfortable. Um, and then enlists Dean's help in the search. Hmm? I was the just laughing. Face, the look on she's his like, face. Come on, Cass. It's freaking so creepy. Funny. Cass will look at Dean. What's up with that? Anyway, he he gets Dean's help. Um, He's, he knows that Samandriel is somewhere around Hastings, Nebraska. Dean says that they're not going to need Sam. Okay, Dean. Meanwhile, Sam gets a visit from Amelia, who follows up on the whole spying on her thing by saying that Don is traveling a lot, and then he kisses Sam. She kisses Sam when he says that he was worried about her. Um, okay. Then uh, Samandriel gets tortured some more with more brain spikes that are now held in place with, like, a, a headpiece thing um and then he goes into a trance chanting enochian across town a bush lights on fire and blows a guy backwards dean and cass go visit that guy in the hospital mr hinkley says that the bush spoke and manages to repeat the enochian which cass translates as obey weird um Similia are having postcoital awkwardness about what this means for them she says that she can't have him one foot in her life and one foot out so she suggests that two days from now after work they can come here if they want to be together whichever of them show up they'll know so let's hold that thought for the end of the episode uh... dean and Cass find the demon lair which is angel warded Cass suggests getting sam but dean says no and they go to kevin garth is out which is a shame i miss you garth um and linda is also not there Dean asks for more demon bombs. Kevin's like, it's so hard to get these crazy ingredients. And Cass is like, I'll go get them. So um, Crowley arrives to observe Samandriel's torture. He, he recognizes that the Enochian is an, an angel's OS. They've hacked into his code. This uh -huh. is so fucking cool and makes no sense. Okay. Um, and impatient Dean is making too much noise. So Cass, Cass, Kevin puts on his noise-canceling headphones. Um, which is convenient because then Dean gets a call from Benny and now they can have some privacy. Benny has a rough time adjusting to going it on his own. He wants to meet up, but they're nowhere near each other. So Dean says he'll be there when he finishes this case. Dean hangs up and asks Kevin, where, where's Linda? Um, and Kevin says that she was too distracting and he can't enjoy the world when he needs to save it. Okay, cool. Cass comes back from getting the ingredients. He has also gotten Sam. Hi, Sam. Cass tells the Winchesters to stow their crap. He shows them what the warding sigil looks like so they can go in and let him in so he can save at least one angel because um, he's still feeling bad about killing all those angels before. Um, he lends Sam his blade, which we get confirmed also kills demons, which I think we already knew, but apparently we didn't. Uh, Sam and Dean work together to kill a demon. They get inside. They start spray painting over the sigils. Samandriel continues telling Crowley his factory settings. Crowley reaches some tablet talk. Uh, Sam and Dean have another fight scene. Dean saves Sam, which is significant because their relationship has been bad. Um, and then they blow up some demons. Vigo notes that the Winchesters are attacking, but Crowley ignores him. 
The Winchesters get the last sigil and Crass appears, but he is not doing well. He says he's not at full power. It must be the sigils. Totally unrelated to the feedback tone that's playing every time he goes anywhere near that torture room door. Um, Sam gives him back his blade and... As Dean tries to break down the door, Cass is like shrinking away, like hiding in the corner, experiencing flashbacks to something, something with a needle coming at his eye, something with Naomi, something with him screaming. Mm. Hmm. Mm. That's kind of scary. He looked really, really scared. Misha Collins is doing the wettest little meow meow you've ever seen. Oh my God. He was so he's wet. like huddling in a little, little ball in the corner. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's very, very scared. He doesn't know what's happening, and it's bad. And we're all very sad for him. Crowley, meanwhile, hears from Samandriel that there's an angel tablet. Ooh, the Winchesters Ooh. finally get inside. Crowley has disappeared because he knows when to fuck off. Um, but they fight with Vigo and some other random demon as Crowley, as Cass frees Samandriel. This is the problem with writing abbreviations. Frees Samandriel. Um, he is still having flashes of memory of Naomi coming at him while he was, like, tied to a chair. Coolio. The Winchesters win their fight scene. They kill the demons. Cass and Samandriel fly out. Outside, Cass tells Samandriel he'll take him home to heaven, but Samandriel says he can't go back because of what secrets he told Crowley. He mentions Naomi's name, and Cass doesn't recognize it. Um, and he says, they're controlling us. Then we cut immediately to heaven where Naomi orders Cass to kill him. Cass has questions about his flashbacks, but she overrides him, and on Earth he stabs Samandriel. In heaven, he asks what he just did because Samandriel was good and Cass has been trying to atone for killing angels. And But Naomi says that Samandriel was broken. Now, now Crowley knows about the angel tablet. If the demon tablet reveals how to seal demons in hell, she says, what do you think the angel tablet says about us? Yeah. Which rules. Um, yeah. She says Cass is a hero who's done a, a great service to heaven or whatever. And Cass says, and that's what I tell Sam and Dean. On Earth, the Winchesters run up to Cass and Samandriel's corpse. We cut between Naomi's instructions and Cass repeating the lines that she feeds him. Samandriel yeah, was compromised. Really he this came shit, at Cass. Um, he killed him in self-defense. I knew you would love this one. Oh, it rules. As he says his part, the corner of his eye bleeds like a tear. Um, and then he, like, thanks the Winchesters for everything and brings Samandriel to heaven to Naomi. I'm very upset at this point. If this was the cast show, we would end the episode here. But the Winchesters have, like, emotional journeys or whatever. Do, I do like that Sam and Dean turned to each other and was like, so something's fucking up with Castiel, right? Yeah, yeah so that's yeah, the next like, thing. I love that it in their motel, Sam and Dean put up the warding sigil so they can talk in private from Cass. Uh, and they're like, what the fuck was that? But they don't even, like, have anything to say. They're like, wow, that was yeah. fucking weird. Um, on another note, Dean admits that he's jealous of Sam's ability to have a relationship like Amelia and advises him to commit with both feet. Um, very similar to what Amelia he's said before. He's fucking right. Yeah, Sam uh, goes for a walk to think it over. While Dean is alone, he calls Benny. We see that Benny is low on blood bags, so he's relieved to hear from Dean. But what Dean tells him is that he's not coming. This is it. End of the line. Directly parallel to this, we see Amelia go to the motel, but Sam isn't there, so she understands and leaves. The boys, together, alone, drink and eat. The end. Yep. Yeah. I screamed at the end of the line. Um, all you yep. Winter Soldier girlies out there, I know you get it. Literally so true. Literally, literally so true. They they Manchurian candidated my boy. They. This is an episode for the Bucky Girls. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. God damn we've it! Got, I can't believe yeah. it. It's true. We've got the They're, the mind wipe. We've got the end of the line. Yeah. This is. It, and this is 2013 still, right? This isn't even 2014 yet. Well. That's because this is classic, like, spy drama, like, mm -hmm. stuff. Like, okay, like, it was January 2013. Bucky. It was in the comics, but also, like, 
Bucky, uh, like all the Marvel spy shit is like pulling on older like spy media tropes. Mm-hmm. Like the the I wrote in my notes like the CIA bur- bureaucracy like secret agent shit of like heaven is becoming even more like pronounced here and it's great. Like the the there's so much like spy shit in this episode in terms of like oh we have to get the uh we have to get the the agent the compromised agent out mm-hmm. but also like the drama of having to kill your like compatriot because he like exposed state secrets or whatever the like uh, uh pulpy like brainwashing stuff like it's all here except it's about angels Wyatt, were you sickos for this episode Oh yeah, this episode's great. I I, I knew quite, you would quite be quite enjoyed this. Episode. I was so into this episode that like 20 minutes after watching it while writing the synopsis, I was so mad at Naomi. I could just like this I was unable this is... to do anything but just sit here like making little yeah. tiny fists. So hard I left <laughs> nail marks in my palms. I fucking I'm so upset. Why would you do this to guys? I hate you. This isn't even the worst part of it yet. I know. Believe it or not, it gets I was th- worse. I was thinking about the rest of season eight as well. Yeah, naturally. It, it's not even that complicated filmmaking, but the 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 rapid cuts back and mm-hmm. forth between Naomi talking to him and Cass talking to the boys is like some of my oh, favorite like f- filmic language that the show has used in a while of like the mm-hmm. jarringness of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah, but, like the, the heaven stuff in this episode rules. Um. There's a lot of, like, cool lighting in this episode, too. The bit where they're wandering around the warehouse and it genuinely seems like it's in hell with, like, all the red lights and, like, this weird big, like, empty space everywhere. Uh, It's one Mm. of my favorite, like, weird warehouses that they've gone into. It just seems so, like, big and empty. Um, Yeah, that, like... The the fact that you can, like, stab an angel in various parts of of its brain and... They'll just, like, say shit. They'll just, like, cast spells. They'll set bushes on fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the demon, what's it, uh, Vigo, says that um, he's, like, when a demon possesses a human, uh, a vessel, um, what's the line? Let me actually just find it. It's like they possess them all, right? Like, they possess every part. Yeah. They use every part of the, of the body. Um, yeah, I like that. Here, he says, like, when we demons possess a human, we invade all of them, their muscles, their bones, their brains. Yeah. I can't help but wonder if it's the same for angels. Um, and then he like starts poking his brain around. I do love an evil scientist torturer guy. Yeah, I this do guy's also fun. find He's got it... a little bow tie. Uh-huh. Yeah, we he looks know like Mr. Rogers. We've okay, seen this we know him. Before. He looks familiar. Uh, he is the guy in Crossroad Blues that they have to save from the Hellhound. Uh, that like sold his soul to the like architect? save his wife from. Oh, the, I think the wife he... guy. The wife the guy. Wife. He's the wife guy from Crossword Blues. Hold on a fucking second, because I knew he looked familiar. I thought he just had one of those faces. He looks like Mister Rogers, which is great. I love his little bow tie. The combination of lab coat and bow tie is great. Oh no, he doesn't look like Mister um... Rogers. He looks like Bill Nye. God damn it, my brain. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, he is. He is Evan uh, Hudson. Evan Hudson. He is the architect. No, the architect was already dead in that episode. Oh, he's not okay, an architect. Sorry. Well, he's, he's the, the main guy. Wait, no, wait, no. It says Sam and Dean tried to save the life of architect Evan Hudson. Is he also an architect then? Because there was a, another architect that died. I don't know. Oh, wait, no. Wasn't the whole thing was he had a 
Weren't there two architects? Like, didn't they go in on something together and his partner? I don't know. It's been so long. I don't think so. I don't know. No, because the guy, the 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 partner is the one they talked to about the dead architect, and we were like, "Is anyone else getting a little bit of a gay vibe?" Well, here? Evan survives <laughs> that episode. He does. Uh, um. Anyway. But yeah, that's. I was doing after effects. Oh my god, like, he looks so seconds. young. Well, and yeah, it's because it was, like, it was like six ago. years ago. It was six years ago. Okay. Well, whatever. Damn, he's so like old and portly now. He he looks so friendly and grandpa shaped. He's not that old, but, like, well, yeah, he gives I mean, that vibe. Also, like, yeah, I mean, the co- costuming and makeup can also do a lot. Like, they wanted yeah. a spooky demon mad scientist. Yeah, yeah I love a, love a lab coat and a bow tie. Love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fucking, I, I made this torture device out of the screams of a dying species guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what's a good fucking show? Andor. The amount of times we've said that, I've been like listening to, for TikToks. The amount of times we've said that, uh, please go watch Andor, please. I'll just, I just like think about just whenever I think about that show, I'm like man, that show fucking whips. It fucking rules. It fucks severely. <laughs> um. Anyway, I love this funny mad scientist that's like sticking nails into this guy, sticking screwdrivers into this angel's head. And when the angel like uses his psychic powers to pull it out, he's like, okay, I'm going to make you a fucking little head brace that I can stick screwdrivers through without you being able to pull them out again, you fucker. It's so great. It's so great. It's it's Um, gory, but I love I love fucked up like fantasy. I I think it's so fun how they, they like they twist it like it's a radio dial. I hunt, yeah. Uh-huh. He's tuning into the right station. Poking and prodding so in there. Funny. They're poking around, yeah. Uh, I, do I think also it's like incredible that, he... that... Sorry. Go on. I think it's incredible that angels have programming. That, like... Yeah, like, hello? God made them. Angels are machines, like... I yeah, like, Samandriel even this. calls it programming, like... Yeah. They have a, they have a like, an OS. He calls it coding, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... They are machines. It's it's. I fucking love it. They are machines that can be manipulated. Ugh. Yeah. Like literally, they do not have free will. They have coding. Ah. Yeah. Ah. When the angels don't have free will. <laughs> when this show is good, it's good. <laughs> um. Yeah. That, yeah, that I, particular. I, all the angels and heaven stuff in this episode. Ah. It's good. I love it. I wonder whose idea like this specific part of it like whatever naomi's doing is relying on the same ideas so i'm not sure if like jenny klein specifically came up with the coding part or if that was like sarah gamble or like a community uh communal effort like whose whose idea was like angels have programs that you can tap into they have oh it's cool they have a fucking radio transmitter in their heads that you can turn off they have a memory card that you can wipe they're like (laughs) droids (laughs) <laughs> they're robots. That's why we like Castiel so much. He's a robot. Well, they're not. They're he's a robot that becomes a man. The, the angel itself doesn't ha- isn't this physical form. Yeah, it's true. Like you have to download the angel into a vessel. There was some stuff. Jimmy here Novak like, is a, are, listen to me. Jimmy Novak is a there, USB stick. There is a thing I will say. The scene of Naomi doing the same like torture stuff to Castiel is really good. Like like as far as this is a visual medium and we need to see this, it is funny thinking about the fact that Castiel's like, we are like beams of light. My true form is the size of the Empire State Building, and yet in heaven, the way that he's being buddy. reprogrammed is with a screwdriver to his brain. Yeah, I feel like that's a it's a common thing that gets brought up in fan circles about like what a disappointment it is to see heaven like 
populated by actors in human form yeah. you know we've like, talked about this before also whatever but it's like what that what the fuck else are they supposed to do exactly like it's fine i'm not mad about it it is just funny to think about sometimes i just treat it all mm-hmm. as like metaphorical yeah like, exactly we're My seeing this because we're humans like it's abstract yeah yeah in the in the because of like the ghost facer effect and everything like it makes <laughs> sense that like sure. the show exists in this way you know yeah it, there is a lens that we are looking through. Cries um, in season 15. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the way Samandriel screams almost robotically every time they stab him uh, is scary to me. And then it's he like, it's become silent again yeah. before he speaks the Enochian. Oh, it's so good. It's almost like an animalistic like like response. Like when you hit someone's knee with the, with the little hammer and it, and it jerks up. It's like, it's, it's like he has to scream. Yeah. I also love the fact that like an angel being tortured causes like yeah causes shit to yes. go down causes like, causes tornadoes fucking happening. storms causes bushes to set fire yeah yeah it's great it's like this presence that is not supposed to be here and is not supposed to be feeling this pain is like fucking with reality because it's happening it's very cool mm-hmm. yeah the bush mm-hmm. thing of course is like overtly biblical in a way that's really fun yeah. like was. Yeah. Was it not supposed to happen for Moshe? Like, was an angel being tortured? <laughs> Cass has a line about, like, it, uh, what it must be taking for an angel to not only manifest in shrubbery, but to burn it. Like, what do you mean that's not the normal way of manifesting in shrubbery? Yeah. Get the, I mean, d- was it, who did the shrubbery in, in. Well, that was God in the Bible. That was, yeah, God okay. did it. I guess the Metatron, is, if you're. Yeah. Depending the on voice your... of God, I don't know. I mean, it, I think it's funny that like angels just have spell slots in their head. It's like, oh, here's <laughs> the burning bush one for when God wants to send a bush on fire. Set a bush on fire. Like, oh, send we that poked that one, ocean. and he cast the he cast the burning bush spell. What is the pillar of salt spell in there too? You accidentally oh ran some code. Is the fucking raining bread spell in there. It's raining bread. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thanks, Ash. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. some fucking to... asexuals. <laughs> it's raining garlic bread. Yeah. Um, okay, back to the start of this episode. Yeah. Um, Dean says fang banger, and I rolled my eyes so fucking hard. I, mm-hmm. I also so have a note dumb. on that. Um, it's so dumb, but it's so Sam's deep. like, seriously, the vampire is the real victim here? And he's like, yeah, it's true. It happened. Sam... I don't even know what to say to this. It's such a stupid thing to say if you don't believe in bioessentialism. Yeah. Well, and then Dean says, hey, remember when the truth meant something? Remember, like, and Sam's like, yeah, yeah. But I do like that he's like, remember when it meant something that, of like, that, that real victims were important? And it's like, my guy, we've talked about this before. Like, it, it didn't matter to you. It was, if it's a monster, I kill it. I know that's not yeah. specifically what he's talking about, but I do think it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Well, they let, um, was it Lenore? They let Lenore go. Yes. Because she was a vampire not hurting anybody. They did let Lenore go. You're right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't track down um, the werewolf girl. Okay, fine. Like, there have been, like, select. Yeah, um, you're right. They they go through like phases where the fact that both of those examples were girls is really making me go hmm at Sam for the homophobia once more. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm, That am I the asshole post? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Wyatt and anyone else, there was a fic that went around that made the rounds of formatted as a Reddit am, uh, am I the asshole post from Sam's perspective about like, hey, Dean just came out to me and said that these have been his boyfriends all along and now I'm worried that I've been microaggressing him for the past 20 years. Um, it's and incredible. It's, really, it's, it's exactly what you'd expect, funny. but it's really funny. That is very funny. I think um, I might have sent it somewhere. I probably sent it around, so there's probably a link somewhere we can find I like that. So, Dean tries to play the fool here about the whole Amelia thing. And he's like, oh, come on, man. I just sent you that text because I needed you. And Sam's like, what? What did you need me to do? And yeah, this is where, I like you said earlier, he brings up Jessica. Uh, yeah. And he's like, if you distrusted me, all this could have been avoided, which is true. It's true. Sam, you did not trust him. You put him in nope. an impossible situation. And Sam equivocates to me like, you didn't want me to trust you. You wanted me to trust Benny. Shut up. Fucking, that's the same thing. Literally, yeah. like, okay, so you're going to trust, you're willing to trust Dean, but not willing to trust Dean when Dean says, hey, we should trust Benny. Like, what's your yeah. situation here? Yeah, you're not Dick. willing to trust Dean when he vouches for someone else that you don't trust just out of principle. Yeah. I do like the way this ends where Dean's just like, glad I made the drive and then just fucking leaves. Yes, mm -hmm. get his ass. I think I said in the synopsis that Sam leaves. That was not correct. Oh, yeah. Dean leaves. Yeah. I did say Sam leaves. My bad. Uh, we oh, see Castiel yeah. again. He heals his baby. Literally, that's what he's doing in his free time. He goes around, around healing, healing babies. People. Oh, it's my good. God. That baby is very cute, too. He's a pretty cute baby. God. Baby fever real. It's a real baby. I don't want a baby, but I want to hold somebody else's baby. <laughs> I keep hearing about my Alex's friend who owns a game store, brings his kid in to hang out, and he's been running around the store, but I haven't been oh. there. I haven't gotten to watch this child whose name is... Actually, no, I'm not going to dox this baby. <laughs> it's a really common name, but like I don't, I don't want to do it anyway. Um, uh, it's not a really common name. But he's been running around the store, and I haven't been there to watch him run around the store. Um, life is hard. I know. I, I, I need a baby. Speaking of life being hard, Cass is in heaven Hold on, now. hold oh, on, uh. hold on. I have to tell a cute story about a thing I heard on the train, speaking of cute kids. Um, I was sitting on the train, and like... Uh, a couple kids were like with probably their aunt. I don't know, but they mentioned they talked about their parents, so it wasn't their mom. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but she was talking about presumably her husband because they were like, "Oh, where's so and so?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, he's out like having a beer with his friends." Um, and they were like, "I can't remember," but but the woman was like, "Oh yeah, I don't like beer. Like I hate the way it tastes." Um, oh she tastes. I think she's like. She said that it tastes like bread and vinegar, I think, is the thing nice. she said. Uh, and then the little girl was like, I think I like beer then, because I like both of those things. Um, <laughs> Which is extremely cute. And then precious. like her aunt, her aunt was like, you're, you're a weird kid. She's like, I know. Oh, yes. Weird and I'm like, this little girl writes. is adorable. Uh, weird little girl writes. <laughs> we love to see it. So supernatural? So supernatural. As cool. more people need to hear that story because it was it was extremely cute and I will probably forget it soon. <laughs> and now um, we'll live on forever in the airwaves, true. just like angels. Just like angels. This podcast so yes, is Naomi. an angel. This podcast is an angel. Um, this is where the spy shit starts happening. It's uh, where it's like she's making Cass do a covert op 
She's like, take whatever you need, but you will be certain, Castiel. It was your idea to rescue Samantriel. Not mine, not Heaven's, do you understand? Love the way that Castiel is, like, this, like, abandoned person. Like, he's not uh, involved anymore, as far as anyone's aware, because he killed a bunch of people and, like, ran away. So I love the idea that she, like, saw him and is like, I can use this as my, like, black ops agent to, like, do uh like redacted shit and like i can divorce myself of all responsibility for it because like i can just say oh he was a rogue agent like this is just spy yeah. shit this is just like like a and like he's in, so like, a... deep co- he's in such deep cover that he doesn't even know it himself she's just subconsciously yep. implanting suggestions in his mind it's so yep. fucked up delicious yeah it's cool yeah i and and Cass almost gets caught in, in the lie that he doesn't even know he's telling because he mentions that he heard Samandriel on Angel Radio and Dean was like, "Yeah, oh, hey, I thought you turned that off. And he was like, well, my, man, penance, my, is re- my well. penance has been going well, so I thought it was time to turn it back on. Like, that's yeah, such a thin he fills lie. In, he fills in, uh, is he lying or is he filling in the blank in his mind? Yeah, I think his brain is doing like, that for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, no, we're going to see more of that later, lying. right? So... Yeah, yeah, I don't think he knows his li- he's lying, but it's a really thin excuse. And if I think if yeah. he thought about mm-hmm. it for more than a moment, he would realize that like it yeah. doesn't hold very much water. Yeah, yeah. Um, and whenever yeah, he, he whenever he does a lie oh. like this, he kind of makes like a face, like something's like he can almost tell something's not right. Yeah. You know, like he's yeah. confused, but he can't tell what's confusing him. Yeah, because his yeah. conditioning is starting to like worm its yeah. way up through like the locked door of his mind. He's just living in yeah. this cognitive dissonance. I'm so miserable, makes, by the way. Makes like a little squinting face, like he's trying to figure out if he's smelling like natural gas or something like that, you know? Uh huh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then as immediately, you because, right, they just said like Samandriel got kidnapped. Um, actually, they keep saying Alfie, um, which yes. I'll allow because he has said that he does like it now, but yes. in general, don't fucking assign people different names. Um, anyway. So then Dean goes, who snatched Heaven's most adorable angel? You say this to Castiel's face? Jail oh, for a thousand go. years. Samandriel is very adorable. He is a very cute He's angel. He's just a little guy. He's just a little He's guy. He's a little guy. Um, Castiel's he like, I need your help. It's, it's, and, then it's, and then it's Samandriel for a little while. And then it's Jack. <laughs> Jack becomes Heaven's most adorable. Of course. Yes. Um, yeah, Cass says he's going to need Dean's help because it seems this is going to involve talking to people, which is where my notes autism say autism moment, King. Autism moment, autism moment. <laughs> yeah. He's everything to me. And Dean's like, come on, Cass, I thought you were a hunter now. And Cass is like, it seems I lack a certain. And Dean goes, skill? He said skill issue? He literally it's true, he did issue. say skill issue. Uh, I just wanted to say, Castiel's line, I need your help, this is going to involve talking to people, is me whenever I go to my partner for help with a task. <laughs> yeah, Can you make this phone call for me? Literally the whole reason I left my old job. <laughs> yeah, fair. And now I don't have to talk to people and it rules. I made so many phone calls today, guys. I'm so proud, I'm so proud of, you. of you. I actually made a lot of phone Thanks. calls too, but they Jinx. were to like insurance companies, so they barely count. Yeah, I mean insurance companies oh. aren't people. Yeah. I did talk so <laughs> I did occasionally where... talk to people from the insurance company, but usually it was the robot, yes. Um This is where we get the angel torture like ripple effect. Oh thing. no, before that, hold on a second. Oh, okay. Sorry. 
um, Dean does, in fact, open his laptop to go look up for oh, angel yeah, torture symptoms, but he does have porn open first, yes. Yeah. Um, and he, like, opens it and it makes a noise and he, like, slams it shut and goes, you saw nothing. And Cass kind of, like, looks away. You've already taught him shame about sexuality, Dean. Relax. True. Yeah, and uh, then he opens sorry, it and he's, like, uh, holding his hand up. I'm just, I'm just thinking, Ash, you, Ash, this is for Ash only, but I'm just thinking of Dean closing hundreds of tabs of Pregnant Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't send that in DMs? Uh, no, I had to say I'm it here. I am walking away. I am walking away. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh my god, it left. <laughs> uh, Mitch posted a, not a TikTok, but like a short video earlier oh. of a... We'll put it in of, the refs. Yeah, we'll put other, more people need to see this. <laughs> anyway. It, his, his beautiful prenatal glow. Stop. God. Uh, anyway. Uh... <laughs> So we cut to Sam and Amelia, who's like, you were peeping in my window, and this is where... We just kind of talked about the scene Sam already. Sam is watching some, like, nature oh. channel, talking about, about dung beetles. Beetle. Yeah, he's watching a, do- a documentary about dung beetles. It's great. Um, this, like, finishing their sentence thing is cute. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, are we going to have a whole conversation with me finishing your sentences? And then she does that again. Yeah. And it's like, because they're connected. They know each other. They, like, yeah. know each other's beats and rhythms because they live together for a year. Uh, and then they smooch. Yeah, and, like, this scene is pretty cute, but looking at it on paper, or on screen, I guess, makes it really flat. Because Sam's like, I came because, and she goes, you cared? And, like, this is where she's walking closer. And she goes, see that? I just did it again. Finish your sentence. And he says, yeah, I care. And she says, I care, too. And then they kiss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it... it Whatever. Actors, they can deliver lines well at times. Not Jared Padalecki. It's not my fault. I don't care about Amelia. I like Amelia. For me, I'm sorry. Actually, no, that's not true. Amelia's in her own like fucking uh like popular. Amelia is in a little. Yeah, I was gonna say she's like Uh she's doing the YA love triangle. What if you had a a mysterious edgy boyfriend, but then your dead husband returned? See, this is not mysterious. This is not edgy YA. This is like the fiction yeah, section at Barnes and Noble. This is why I said this is a contemporary adult romance romance novel it, plot. Yeah, Sam exactly, should have been a exactly. vampire. Oh, that would be Benny. It was like I'd say this is a mm. Colleen Hoover novel, but I don't. I know very little about the actual contents of Colleen Hoover novels. But I can see the the, the I can see the cover of this novel. You know, <laughs> I see them all the time in the Barnes. And Noble. Yeah. And in the book section of value. Books. It's like pastels. Mm-hmm. It's very abstract. Uh, anyway. Back Samantha to Angel Torture. Being tortured again. Yep. Yeah. Same hat. Uh, when he screams, there's like a giant beaker that explodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the, the doctor is like real sickos about it. He's like, oh, I'm making progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love sickos. Oh, we got a new sickos today. Yes, we did. Babe, wake up. New sickos just dropped. <laughs> Emma, did you see the new no, sickos? No, what happened? Well, uh, the the onion guy who did the original one did a new did a new sickos because he knows that sick everyone loves sickos. Can I see um, the new sickos? If I Google yes. new sickos, am I gonna get there it? There is there is the. I think this was also in the old sickos. There is an image of the Statue of Liberty being hung 
and and is I dead. Know. If that's if anyone's sensitive to that, Be- um, being hung or being being. Sorry, being hanged, being hanged. I hate the English language. I hate the fact that I watched Sherlock in 2014 and now it's seared into my brain. <laughs> anyway, we got to do I don't think this guys. is new. No, it's 2023. This just... The, okay, this well just then this ju- one June isn't 12th. the right one. June 12th, 2023. Oh, there it is. New sickos, hell yeah. So we got sicko screenwriters. Shout out to Sam Kelly. His his fake political cartoons are very funny. Um, and also he drew my favorite meme. Which is? Sickos. Sickos. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> um, back to Supernatural, guys. Guys. Yeah. Uh, it's we 11 p.m. We haven't recorded for a month together. This is what happens. Yeah. Um, uh, when Samandriel, okay, so like, goes into his trance and is about to start chanting... Um, our guest just speaking Enochian. Well, he's repeating himself. I'll, I'll say chanting. Yeah. Um, like, as he enters the trance, he has, like, a tear run down his face. Just yeah. like Cass's little blood drop. We love yeah. when angels and demons are explicitly paralleled as doing the exact same shit. Um, Mr. Hinkley gets fucked up. Yeah, poor guy. The bush explodes in his face. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He, like, goes flying. Yeah, and he's seriously burned. It's very terrible. Yeah, he's fucked. Like, his face, like, yeah. Uh, Castiel has to, like, interpret him. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't say he's in good spirits, but yeah. he's grouchy in a way that is almost like good spirits, you know? I think he is po- probably pumped full of painkillers. Yeah, he's probably high as hell. You're right, you're right. <laughs> he's I on think that there's ketamine. a joke to make here. About the, oh, no, wait, sorry. the bush it's, exploding yeah. him, like that's what you get for not taking your shoes off. But I feel like it's too narrow of a joke. What? See. <laughs> okay, so when Moses saw the burning bush, yeah. he heard the voice say, "Like, take your shoes off because this is holy ground." And he took his shoes off and approached and got the rest of the message. So if Mr. Oh. Hinkley had just been barefoot, we could have avoided this. Mm-hmm. Is the joke, I but see. you see how it was not funny. Incredible joke. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Perfect. you it's see, I have Bible never read. I have never, I have never read any of that. Are you any OTOGs. <laughs> so you need a holiday where you read about this every week. I mean, every <laughs> yeah, week. <apparently. laughs> I meant every year. Um, we don't do that every week. <laughs> every every week. <laughs> sorry, okay. sorry. Every okay. week. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Mr. Hinkley says it sounded like Klingon. Sorry, sorry. Short. Castiel doesn't. Uh, interpret Mr. Hinckley's face. He interprets Dean's face. This is that's his serious face. Yes, which is cute. That's a serious face. Yes. Um, Gastiel's like it's Enochian. Um, Dean makes an ambush blah, blah, blah. pun. He's such a loser. Yeah, he's so dumb. Dean's like, we'll just drive till we see ugly. Which great plan, Dean. I mean, it works. Yeah. Um. Cut to Amelia and Sam having slept together. She's doing hot girl shit and wearing a shirt. Yeah. Yeah, this crosses over from being, like, <laughs> like situationally only a weird, only weird. She has been hanging out with Don and presumably being yeah. with him for months. So, like, this is technically cheating. Yeah. 
This is fully cheating. Yeah, okay, yeah. What she was doing before was not technically cheating. Yeah. This is cheating. Yeah, yeah. She and she's like, decision. this is so hard for me. Like, girl, you chose to yeah. do this. Why did you come to his motel room to kiss him and have sex with him if you didn't want to have sex with him? Yeah. Ma'am, his, his attraction is, or his, his sexuality is not that magnetic. It's, it's just <laughs> not. I'm sorry to you Sam girls out there, but it's just not. She's she like, do you Sam. understand that I have a life here? A good man that loves me? A man I don't want to hurt? Then why did you come here? Because people make bad decisions. I know, I like, know. Like, this is good. This is I like this. It's fine. Like, I love when people yeah. make bad decisions. I just also like yelling at them about it. Yeah. I love when characters kiss people. They shouldn't. Um, she also has a line about, like, I'm telling you, if you stay against everything I believe in, I would be with you. We are once again on the yeah. sanctity of marriage. Yeah. This is the most vanilla cheating couple you've ever seen. <laughs> Girl, just divorce him. I okay. I do love that it's like okay. You you mentioned that like a man I don't want to hurt, but then she says, "And do you know you're the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning and the last thing before I go to sleep?" Which is cool. Yeah, I mean, I think those aren't mutually exclusive. She knows that it would hurt him, but it is also true. yeah. I know. No, it's you just know, like, like I, it's, it's fucking delicious. rough. Like you're yeah. sleeping with your husband, and then like you go to bed, and you're thinking about this this dude, this other dude. But I feel like even people who don't think polyamory is a viable option, like, you guys have heard of open marriages, right? Like, why don't you just talk to Don and, like, work out a custody arrangement? (laughs) Yeah, just, no. You can go have sex with him every other week or whatever. Like, whatever. I don't think it would actually solve their problems. The whole point is that, like, Sam needs to commit one way or another because this is bad for him. But on Amelia's side, you don't need to be like, I have to choose one or the other. You don't, though. You can have it all. Rip to monogamous people, but I'm just built different. <laughs> I just date whoever I want. <laughs> um, I like, okay, so uh, this is where she gives the ultimatum. We talked about this. Um, I like this suggestion. Then... I think it's cute. It's classically romantic. Yes, yes, it is. I do like it. She has a bit here. Um... This speech is for, like, three people in the whole world, but um, she's saying, like, either one of us comes and we'll know, or neither come and we'll know, or both of us come and we'll know. Um, she's just like Edmund King, King Lear for real. I was a King Real for Lear. <laughs> he has You're a speech like about, like, on it with the, like, both one or neither. Uh, survey of English literature reference. Mwah. <laughs> Um, we got the Bible, we got Shakespeare, we just need Canterbury Tales in here for the- To me, the, the Bible is not English literature. I want that to be clear. I, I did so not read that shit in say, English. When I say survey of English literature, I mean the when you take those classes, they make you do all the things that influence, like, majorly influence yeah. English literature, and the Bible is, is, is numero uno. <laughs> but yes, you're right, white people have no culture. It's all stolen. I did not, in fact, read the Bible in my uh, Britlet class, surprisingly. I did read Canterbury Tales and Beowulf. Oh, I had to read Canterbury Tales. I hate Canterbury I, Tales. I like parts of Canterbury Tales. I think it's neat that it, like, it survived that long. And also it's like unfinished and messy in a way that I think is like neat and makes it feel like history, you know? Yeah, in like a, like a philosophical way. In a philosophical way, I respect it. I just did not like reading it. I hated it. It put me to sleep. Anyway, doesn't matter. Super nice. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got our bingo, I guess. We talked about the Canterbury Tales. Um, 
So uh, Dean's like, well, would you look at that? Our ninth abandoned factory. Ain't that America? Yeah, that's my next note, too. It's uh, been a while Midwest. since we had some Americana commentary explicitly. Yep. Uh, um, Dean is getting tired of the search. Hold on a second. Before Cass notices that they are demons, oh, okay. Dean is ready to throw the towel in. He says, what do you say this doesn't pan out? We head back to that beer and bacon happy hour about a mile back, which fans love to interpret. <clears throat> Sir, not not me. Other fans, though, um, <laughs> love to interpret this as Dean. Like, he's asking him out. I mean, he is. But, sure, like, in okay. a normal bro way. Yeah. Not in a gay way. Yeah, in a way that could be interpreted as heterosexual. Yeah. Through, through the heterosexual lens with which we, we view this show occasionally. <laughs> Posture check. I was sitting like a shrimp. Yeah, shrimp. Thanks. Um, okay, so they're like, okay, we, uh, we're not going to get Sam. We're going to go get Kevin. We see the boat. Uh, we see Gar's houseboat. I'm glad this came back again. I thought this was just going to be a throwaway line, but no, we get oh the real God, houseboat. Oh my God, the boat, I didn't it's see this. Called it's called Fizzle's Folly. Folly. Love that. It's Mr. Oh Fizzle's boat. It's Mr. Fizzle's. Garth, I would the fucking man that die you for you. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, hi, uh, Kevin. My notes Kevin's here say hi, Kevin. He looks good. He's, He's grown uh, up. He's got just scribbles everywhere. He, he truly has grown up. He, <laughs> he looks look so tired. tired. He's doing his studying. He's living in this houseboat. It's good. You know, they're just like him and Garth are just hanging out. Cass immediately says, hanging. "You look horrible." Okay, Mister Under Eye Bags. Do they smoke weed together? Yo, yeah, they definitely smoke weed together. <laughs> so true. You're so right. Um, Garth is out on a weed run right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, so Dean shows up as like slow read, which I like as a as a him saying instead of high. And Kevin's just like slowest. Where's Garth? Kevin's uh, supply run? I don't know. Sort of lost track of when he comes and goes. You guys need something? I'm working here. I love how blasé he is. Castiel yeah, says, you look horrible. He has fully accepted his lot in life. He's like, yep, yeah. I'm gonna be miserable forever. Yeah. Yeah, because he has, to be clear here, he has half a tablet, which means he has to do a lot of fucking work to, like, piece together what's going on here. Yeah. I do not envy this guy. <clears throat> this is our. This is all of archaeology. Yeah, I'm really glad I didn't decide to be an archaeology after yeah. I entered archaeology <laughs> class in college. Um, I think this would frustrate me. I get frustrated trying to untangle yarn, so <laughs> I think trying to untangle like hieroglyphs would be. I would. I, I would break some priceless yarn. artifacts. Okay, well, I'm gonna start sending you Build all of different. my tangled. You can yarn. give it to me. I'll do it. <laughs> yep. Um, so Dean's like, hey, we need more of that demon TNT. And speaking of, uh, the, speaking of extinct magical uni unicorns being required for ritual purposes, um, Kevin says, West Bank Witch Hazel, Skull of Egyptian Calf, Tail of some random ass newt that may or may not be extinct, which I quite like. It's great. Okay, more, more torture. Um, we get some Neil Diamond slander here. Yeah. Crowley hates Neil Diamond. Same. I, I also funny. don't care. I I laughed though because you're supposed to laugh at those lines. <laughs> yeah. Vigo's like, I think it's Anokian. And Crowley's like, Of course it's Anokian. Yeah. Like, no shit. Did you think you poked an angel's brain and it started speaking a different language? You poke an angel in the brain, right, and they start speaking like Canadian French. <laughs> Not even regular French. 
I would believe it. Samandria looks Canadian. That's probably because he is. Well. Everyone, not everyone's Canadian. Um, There's a 90% chance this is a Canadian actor. I do kind of hate the sound of Enochian. I do too. Like, it's all, I guess not one syllable, but it's very much like consonant, vowel, consonant syllables exclusively. Take it up with with John D. I know, and they all end in like a, I guess they all end in, mostly they end in H. Some of them end in like a a K sound, right? So it's like, it's either A, E, or O. Like, it's it's just boring. Fucking D and K. Uh, uh, linguist Dan- Donald Laycock would agree with you. Thanks. <laughs> the, the Wikipedia page for Enochian says, Linguist Donald Laycock, an Australian skeptic, studied the Enochian journals and argues against any extraordinary features. The untranslated text manuscript recall the patterns of glossolalia rather than true language. Yeah, because it's fucking boring. For, for the lay people among us, that means it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the phonology and grammar resemble English, so the translations are not sufficient to work out any regular morphology. Um, okay. Uh, where are we? What's next? Uh, Crowley joins in on the on the poking. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Of course it's a Nokia, and you pigeon." Ah, uh, yes. I, Crowley has some great <laughs> insults in this episode. He calls he calls the angels dingbats. What an underrated insult. Yeah. <laughs> Also calls them flying monkeys. Um, That's less clever. Cut to Dean. Uh, I like, love... How long does it take to get a cast yeah. call from Egypt? He has ADHD. Yeah, I, I was, that's exactly what my notes say. It's ADHD yeah. times two. Kevin is trying to focus. Dean is fidgeting behind him. I love yeah. this as like a narrative device because we need Benny and Dean to have a phone call in private, but Kevin would hear them. So Kevin has to put yeah. on headphones. So it's the reason... That Kevin would put on noise canceling headphones is because Dean was being a- annoying, annoying in the background. Him. Yes, he's so good. That's him. how he's you like, problem your solve. Your mom's hot. I'm serious. Your mom's sexy. Which would be really funny if not for the like the canonical Asian fetish nope. that makes it gross. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's. I like. I, I do like a good funny. your mom joke. It is still funny. It's just unfortunate but, that it happens to be yeah. about the Tran family. Yeah. Yeah. Benny phone call. Benny phone call. Break Gotta up. get Benny in here. I love you, Benny. Yeah, he breaks up with his boyfriend. I, I literally said that to Charlie. <laughs> Finally, we've got Wyatt on the Dean Benny train. Let's go. <laughs> Woo. He asks him for oh. a coffee date. He does. It is. Uh, it, so, n- never mind. It's fine. Um. Oh yeah, I. It's good. This is good. Benny's like, I'm so far underground. I'm breathing through a straw. Uh, he's like, I'm sorry about Martin. Um, <laughs> he says, you did this out. old dog a real solid, which I really like. I love Benny's dialogue patterns. Love that guy. Um, he's lonely. He's literally lonely. He's lonely. hitting a little rough patch doing this whole solo thing. He calls it because Aww. he's lonely. Yeah. Cup of coffee sure would do me good. <laughs> he was alone in purgatory for God knows how long. And then he was inseparable from Dean for God knows how long, a whole purgatory year or whatever. And now he has to be alone yeah. again. Ugh. Oh, wait, sorry. This and, isn't the scene where he breaks up with him. No, this is he the has scene to be where alone. Dean says he'll be there after the case. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't even be alone with, like, and be comfortable because he, he has, like, the thirst again. In purgatory, he didn't have to worry about it. So now he's, he's yeah. alone and it's harder. Ugh. 
Benny. <sighs> really good episode I for being sad about Dean's boyfriends. Literally yeah. so true. Cass Benny could fix me. God, um, so true. Need to reread Purgatrio. <laughs> Dean then asked the question, hey, where is where is your mom? Where's Linda? Well, hold on uh, a second. I man. do like that Dean says, like, one day at a time, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What else is he supposed to say? Yeah. Okay, so where is your mom? Um. And, yeah, there's just she couldn't be in this episode. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. She's just not here. She's somewhere safe. Uh, I do like that Kevin says she was too distracting. I couldn't focus. The angel said I had to go to the desert to learn the word of God. All right. So this is my desert. Yeah. Fucking the part that really houseboat. makes me crazy is what I mentioned in the synopsis. I can't enjoy a world I need to save Dean. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, yeah. The season you're four telling five Dean of Winchester it all. that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're going to say Kevin's that to Dean's face. Like, oh, my God. As if he doesn't have the mentals. It's Kevin so is probably my favorite part of this season. Uh, along, uh, no, second favorite part of this season next to the fucking CIA stuff with Castiel. <laughs> yep. Castiel jump scares Sam. Good for him. I love you, Angel on a yeah, bench. Yeah, Sam is sitting there doing the depressed little, like, lonely single yeah. watching couples at the park thing. Yep. It's been so long uh, since Cass is there. Cass sitting on a bench. Castiel's trying to make them make That's up. he's supposed to be. He's trying to bring the boys back together. Yeah. And when it doesn't work, he gets grouchy about it. <laughs> this is this is me and my friends. When like I'm the I'm the autistic mediator one, just like Castiel. Why can't we all get along? Um so they agree to go together. Castiel's like, we need everything, Dean. I need both of you, as you say, to stow your crap, which is good. Good for mm. him. You tell him, Cass. Proud of um, I also like that. It's like I got what we need, and Dean's like, "Well, it's about time." And then turns and sees Sam. Like, yeah. Eh. Like, what is he doing here? That's not um, part of the spell. The boys are given their video game mission objective. Uh, they have to destroy <laughs> the four uh, points on their mini map. Uh, the four Enochian symbols. Yeah, Cast reminds us in. that. Um, after killing so many, I need to save at least this one yes. angel so that it makes us even sadder when he doesn't do that. Yeah, it's great. Ugh. It's good. Uh, they fight some demons. This is where I mentioned I like the environmental design of this place. I like the weird red lighting. I like how empty it is. Yeah, they get it's inside just, because cool Dean like, acts as, I guess, just a distraction, but I want to say bait. Cause he's like, oh yeah, he does the classic like whistle to alert the guard, like stealth game thing. Yeah, and then Sam comes up behind him and kills him. So like, and then Dean says, "Not my most original work, but yeah, we know it's not original. This is not the first time you've acted as bait, Dean. We're aware. Thank you. Some of us have mental yeah, also, illness about when you were twenty four, so <laughs> twenty six. Actually, this is the Assassin's Creed thing where I I can't remember which one you get your boys. I think it's like one of the sequels to two. Uh, where, like, you have the extra assassins around you and can, like, call on them to, like, help you do, like, kills of people, like, around corners and stuff. He's, like, he's got his backup. He calls for his backup. And, like, boom, got him. <laughs> I do think it's really funny that they can, like... Oh, they grenade those guys. Destroy... No, the way they destroy the sigils is just by spray painting oh. an X over them. <laughs> yeah, Charlie also. <laughs> like it makes sense funny. the way that like sigils work, I guess. The way that like we've established that. Like, yeah, because you, you traps. make it into a new signal, into a new symbol, right? Like the symbol has power. You yeah, like you're interrupting the, the, the you know, the, the shape of it or whatever. Or whatever yeah. 
But it does look very funny. They're like, no, it is funny. no power here anymore. I mean, yeah, it's the supernatural deflationary move that I like like sometimes, where it's like, okay, how do we deal with the magic sigils? We just spray paint over them. We just get a bottle of spray paint and blast them. Yeah, they spray like, painted like so carefully, like you don't need to reinforce the part of the X that isn't touching the sigil. It's not important over there. That's true, it's true. I actually, sorry, this reminded me of something else that reminded me of a question that I wanted to ask you, Emma, since you work with the youths. Are they still drawing that little S everywhere? I haven't seen it in cool a while, S. but I've heard that it's out there. Okay, I saw I saw graffiti of it um, on a closed-down Shopco. <laughs> The other cool day, and I was like, forever. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I think the most recent time I heard of it was in the new Superman thing, like the new Superman comic show that's coming out. I don't know, something like oh, animated uh, Superman. Uh, yeah, that show I think, looks so cute. I think the I S thing it. is in that show. So, like, it's still in pop culture. It. It's out there. See, also, now it's sorry, turning into the culture of like because people are getting people who grew up with it are getting older, so that they can yeah. put it into culture. So now I'm wondering if it's faded out of the classrooms and is now going to go into, like, the TV, like, culture. Which will, again, reinforce it to the youths. I don't know what to tell you. I mean... Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can't give me an answer, that's okay. The cool S is at least as old as the 1970s, so it's, it's survived multiple generations. Really? It's that old? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Kids will just be drawn shit. Um... There's a lot of graffiti photographs of New York, um, uh, and yeah. you can date, you can like date stuff back, uh, in that way. That's uh, so it funny. was apparently found in an 1890 geometry textbook as well. Incredible. Like as a doodle? Uh. Or as like a geometry I shape? I, I think it's significant in the way that you can draw it as a geometrical shape. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Hold on. In this, in the, in the geometry thing, are the... Um, the end caps of the S's curve flat or tip to meet I'm, each other. I'm sending you this Lad Bible article titled, This Guy Spent Five Years Researching the Origins of the Universal S. Thank you. You well, can do that research yourself. Okay. Um, so, it's uh, Samandrel Rescue Time. Mm-hmm. Um... I love this. This is good. They can't get down the door. Castile can't do it because he's having PTSD flashbacks to a thing he didn't even know happened to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very upsetting. He looks, he looks so afraid. He's so I know I said scared. This already, but he's so scared. Yeah, there's like a sort of like. There's like simultaneous like PTSD, like the, the it's breaking through his brain, but also I got the implication that there's some degree of like psychic feedback from Samandrail being uh-huh. tortured. That's yeah, also exactly. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's like that the feedback noise that yeah, we yeah, get, yeah. like when angels like die and things like that. Yeah. Or their their true voices and stuff. So yeah, I think it's like a double whammy of like I think probably the 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 energy of Samandrail's pain. Is what is is awakening. The uh, yeah. yeah, I buy that. Extremely upsetting. And yeah, he just curls into you know a little ball. You know what? It's reminding me himself. of the um the bit in the Hunger Games, um Mockingjay, where um I had her name a second ago. Is it just Joanna? Yes, she probably has a last name, but her name is Joanna. No, I know she has a last name. I'm trying to remember if I have her first name correct. Why did I just Google Joanna? Like that was gonna help. The yeah. Cool lesbian. Hmm? 
the cool yeah. lesbian. <laughs> yeah, Johanna Mason. Thank you, Johanna Mason. Yep. Um, when she mentions that like she and Peta had adjacent cells in the Capitol, that's what this is to me. Except the cells are not adjacent. They are literally held by opposing powers doing mm. the same shit to them. I haven't seen Mockingjay, and I haven't read the books in too long, okay, so well, I don't quite remember, but yes, so true. The, the, the rest true. of that line is that Johanna says, like, we're very familiar with the sounds of each other's screams. Um, what she's saying to be a bitch. Um, I love you, Johanna. That's okay, though. That's what she's for. That's what she's for. I love for. you, Johanna. Um, um, she's my bitch wife. Yeah, God, very upsetting for Cass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking about this dramatic zoom on Crowley's face. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny. <laughs> There's an angel tablet. <laughs> oh my god. So, oh, funny. so funny. It's like <laughs> shot of his face, like dramatic zoom in, pause for a beat, and then he says the line. It's so he funny. He goes, Holy mother of sin, beat, zoom, beat. There's an angel, There's an angel tablet. Cut. <laughs> very, so it's very funny. Oh god. Yeah, so they finally get It is a big inside. deal, though. Oh, like, yeah, it is a big deal. When, I, when that happened, I was like, oh, they conceal heaven. Shit. Grins evilly. Um, uh, yeah, the boys break yeah, in. Yeah, they get in. There's a, there's a cool shot where, like, Dean gets thrown through some glass. That looks good. Yeah, Dean, they love to throw Dean through things. That's their one <laughs> trick. Uh, Dean beats the shit out of Vigo. Yeah. Like, knees him in the, in the solar plexus. Yeah. 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 And Vigo goes, You wouldn't kill me, I'm just a little guy. He does. He's <laughs> like, You need me, I know things. And Dean's yeah. like, eh, no. Dean's like, I'm done torturing demons for information. As a as a reminder, again, there are people in these bodies. Literally. I had the same thought. To... Like you just ruined this guy's nice like, sweater and his body. At this point, but like you could have you had him. You you had he he was out of you a had him combat. captive. You could have exercised like you could have him. exercised him, but no. We forgot. We forgot. Uh, Dean also says go to Cass, and he just disappears, which is I don't know something. There's something there. But this lets Cass be outside, and uh, this also is some real fucking <sighs> secret agent shit. Um, I'm so so. Cassiel says you're safe now. I'm taking you home. Samandriel says no. You can't take me back there. Cassiel's like what? Why? Because you don't understand. I told Crowley things, things he shouldn't have known. He's got to our coding, our secret secrets. I didn't even know I had. Uh, heaven, Naomi. Who's Naomi? Who is? Listen to me. Listen to me closely. I've been there. I know they're controlling us, Castiel. What do you mean? Cut to Naomi's office where she says, "Kill him." Yeah, so good. It's so good. So My longest sickos so ever, good. but I'm crying Literally. the whole time. She's like, I cannot let him hear any more information. Castiel to her is like, who is controlling us? Why did I see your face? Why was I so afraid? What did you do to me? What she did you do to him. me? And then she grabs him. Oh my god! This is a direct order. Kill him, and then cut back to. She Castiel. pushes him uh, into his chair, and as he hits yeah, the chair, he disappears yeah, back onto earth. Yeah. Uh. Girl boss. You just watch this like the last like ten minutes of this episode because it's or or just a five minute scene because like I said this is where we get the rapid cuts back and forth and it's great. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's good fucking television. Ugh. Season eight. To again, to again bring up my partner. This is where like even they were like, this is cool. (laughs) This is cool. This is maybe the best Supernatural has been because I'm I was like. I'm just so invested in this specific scene, yeah. 
And this the specific look on cast plot... face after he kills him and he's like she's like slowly comes back to himself and then he looks down. He has no fucking again, idea why he did that. To him in the office and he goes, "What did I just do?" And she uh, says, "You yeah. killed a traitor." And he Samandriel doesn't believe her because in heaven he can actually yeah. have his own thoughts. Samandriel was good. I was trying to atone for. Samandriel was broken. God. So, okay. So, a question just occurred to me. Samandriel obviously got, like, a hint of, you know, the the whole, like, Naomi is pulling all of their strings. Mm-hmm. Um Naomi is their hands, is the hand up their asses, as Dean would say. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if the torture oh, was what triggered that, or if I absolutely had those think, before that. I absolutely think the torture triggered it. Okay, yeah. Because I wasn't sure, but I think if, I think probably if he had started having questioning thoughts before that, Naomi would have shut that shit down before he even had a chance to get kidnapped. Yeah, but now he, he honestly has been compromised. Off from her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she can't affect him when They've he's cut out that part of him. deliberately being held hostage away from her. Well, not yeah. hostage, mm-hmm. held away from her. Yeah. Ugh, Ugh. It's good. It's good. I, this is the thing. There's like, I have so many problems with the show, and then it doesn't seem like this, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking here for this. Exactly. When this show is good, it's good. When it's not, though, it's real bad. <laughs> the way she says, you're a hero, Castiel. You've done heaven a great service. Ugh. And he says, that's what I tell Sam and Dean. Cut to him cradling the body. And this is where we get the rapid, like the really rapid cuts. It's like, you tell the Winchester Samandriel has been compromised. Cut. Castiel, he was compromised. Cut. Naomi, he came at you and you acted in self-defense. Cut. Castiel, he came at me. I killed him in self-defense. It's... Yeah, it's really good. It's so fucking good. And then he starts bleeding from his eyes. They should have done this way more often. Yeah. Um. Really cool. Yeah. Easy trick, and it's so good. Yeah. yeah. And so he like wipes it, and he's like, "My vessel must have been damaged in the melee." And like he has to be believing it because he's not yeah. like trying to cover for her. Yeah, he's filling in the gap. And the problem is, yeah. he, he's he's, I don't know, suffering cranial hemorrhage or something because yeah. he's trying to rewrite his own memory. Speaking mm-hmm. of season eight, um, mm. but like. Mm. The, the way that, like, he knows that's not what happened, but she told him that's what happened. And so he, like, two seconds after it happened, has to believe that that happened. And, like, it's it's frying him from the inside, and it's so good. And he can't even, like, be like, hey, there's something wrong. He's just like, huh, I guess I must have gotten injured. Oh, fucked up. And the way he's so, like, monotone, in a way that Cass really isn't anymore, uh, it's so good. He's just yeah. dead-faced. Yep. And he, like, crouches to get the body, and he goes, thank you both for everything. And he's, like, he's not looking them in the eye when he says it. He's just kind of, like, downcast. Yeah. Oh, really good shot. Mm-hmm. And they both disappear. And like we said earlier, we cut to them being like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. We cut to Sam spray-painting the sigil, which did make me gasp. I was like, oh, they're going to yeah. use it against him? He just taught them that. Yeah. Really good. But they don't even, like, say anything. They're just like, wow, that's fucked up, right? No. They then start talking about Amelia, and this is where Dean's like, I could never separate myself from the job like you. Maybe it's time for at least one of us to be happy. Yeah, Dean's right. Yeah. Run away, Sam. But Sam's like, with everything staring down at us, it's all that's to be done. I don't know. 
And then, but then Dean's you like, I do know to. this. <laughs> Whatever you decide, decide. Both feet in or both feet out. Anything in between is what gets you dead. Yeah, gotta be committed. This is insane because literally last season, Dean was trying to do this exact thing. Well, speaking of which, the next thing that happens is he breaks up with his boyfriend. That too. <laughs> exactly. Wait, what do you mean last season? Lisa. Season six. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. is that... Wow. Sure, right. Yeah. That was that long ago? Okay. Yep. Well, okay. But I think that's why he thinks this now, right? Is like... Yeah. At least one of us should get to have He couldn't have his it. feet in both worlds. Like... Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't do both. Yeah. And Sam deserves to be happy. Dean has always thought Sam deserves yeah, to be happy. Yeah, you have to either shut yourself off from all the monster shit, <sighs> and or you have to be a hunter. You can't be a hunter who also has a family. Guys like us who don't get rid of... Yep. Uh... And then, so yeah, then he calls Benny. Benny's like, "I want to cuddle you." I'm lonely. <laughs> well, actually, before we get the call itself, we see Benny. Um, he's he's only got one blood bag left. Yep. Oh, right. So he's so line. excited to hear from Dean. He's like, "Dean, yeah, thank you mightily, bud. I'm in a hard way here. How close are you?" And Dean's like, "I'm actually mm. not coming." Oh. How can you fucking yeah. say that after he says that to you? After hearing yeah. the tone of his voice, how can you fucking do that to him? Okay. I would not I would not have the strength. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta just say it. Yeah. But he didn't have to break up with him. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta break up with people. No, I agree with you. Like but but I think it's interesting here of like the thing that Dean says to Sam seems to have affected Dean as well, where he's like, right. Yeah. Sam, can't keep Sam's not gonna Benny have along. a girlfriend. I'm not gonna have a boyfriend. Like I need to commit myself to this. Yeah, which is what's really crazy about this season and these plot lines is like it is yeah. played completely. Well, I guess not completely straight, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> it's played completely like sincerely that like Sam has this relationship with Amelia and Benny has this relationship and Dean has this relationship with Benny. That the the you know emotional compromise is treated in the same way of like oh i have this like half committed relationship that's gonna be a mess so i need to cut it off Mm -hmm. here and like they just straight up put that as a parallel but are we supposed to notice that that's gay like did you think that it wasn't when you wrote it or do you just not want us to call you on it like what are you doing that's the thing that's why i'm always saying like they have the audacity to do this shit and then call us crazy yeah like this is in particular yeah go ahead they can't even be like, oh, that wasn't our intention. But like now that you pointed out, I see they can't they they have to be like, no, you're dumb. Yeah, And like this is the second time they have given Sam a girlfriend and Dean a close bestie, which we've already mentioned. Like this is just Sam yeah. Ruby, the Dean cast all over again. Mm-hmm. This is like this is season four, season eight, like every four seasons are going to do this to us. Um, but like this season in particular feels very much like. Okay, well, what happens in purgatory stays in purgatory, right? So, like, maybe mm-hmm. Dean is allowed to have experimented, but now that he's back in the real world, he has to be straight again. You know, it, it didn't count in purgatory. No. So, like, I, like, they have a little bit more wiggle room to be like, well, maybe he experimented. You know, it was the trenches. Emma, <laughs> uh, you are never, you are never going to guess which seasons Eileen is in. <laughs> is it twelve? Yeah, it's eleven and twelve. <laughs> I don't remember what's going on with Dean and Cass in that season, but probably something. That's the handover from Carver to Dab, isn't it? 11 to 12? I don't know, maybe. 
I'm pretty sure Carver is until 11. I mean, <sighs> up till including. Whatever. Still. And then the Whatever. end of the line quote, which oh. wasn't even written in the MCU. I'm sure it's in the comics somewhere, but... I mean, it might be in the comics. I don't know. I don't know if it preceded the movie, that specific line. The movie came out in 2014. I don't know about the line specifically. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Winter Soldier Girl leads We Are Thriving and also crazy and also dying. Yeah. Um, Remember when the MCU, we cared about it? (laughs) Remember when they made movies that were sometimes compelling? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Benny says, I never like these cell phones anyway, yeah. which is making me miserable. He doesn't know anyone else. He has no friends. Yep. And he's doing the, like, man thing of, like, playing it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like he's like, not oh, going to contact Elizabeth, so he has nobody on the planet. Yep. Yeah. Dean says, you stay good. It, which the is, parallels here. Sorry. Which is just kind of making me crazy a little bit, because, like, it's not just, like, take care of yourself or whatever, but, like, specifically the phrase of stay good from the situation of, like, Dean has said before, like, hey, don't give me a reason not to trust you so that I don't have to come kill you. Stay good. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go do something unwise. Don't. Yeah. Dean Benny got me acting unwise. (laughs) Why? What were you going to say? Just agreeing with you about the parallels here of, like, Dean breaks up with his boyfriend, cut to Amelia going to the unoccupied room and just, like, looking sad. A whole, like, face journey happens to her. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. She oh, we didn't that. mention that Benny's wearing cool shades. In this. He is wearing yeah. cool shades. Oh, he's so hot. Uh, this is right downtown Vancouver, I noticed. I was trying to figure out where it was, and then I saw Stanley Park out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> I do think it's kind of funny that Amelia doesn't, like, go in to wait for him. She just leaves. What if you just got there first? Yeah, I, it's filmic language. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Like she's moving on. I get it. Yeah, but well, but picture with that. me this alternate scene where she sees that there's no one there, but yes, she goes in and funny. waits anyway. And meanwhile, Sam is just hanging out with Dean. Night. Oh yeah, no, that would be good. You're right. That would have also. Um, and that's the episode. That is the episode. Oh, I guess it ends with They're Sam and Dean out. like hanging out together. Yeah. Drink some beer. Like, they, they kind of acknowledge they that committed. Sam has decided to be here. Although, of course, the Dean Benny doesn't get acknowledged because yeah. redacted. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> shot. Like, Dean doesn't... They had a whole fight earlier this episode about, like, I don't know if I'm done with Benny. That's why Dean wrapped it up. But they don't yeah. call back to that with, like, and by the way, I'm done with Benny now. They're just like, yep, we're letting that slide. Yep. Anyway, that's the episode. That's yep. the episode. Uh, I only have one actor fact. Uh, the guy who got burned by the bush was p- played by Tony Alcantar, who is a dialect coach. He's worked on the Fargo TV show, The Man in the High Castle, The Wicker Man, the Nicolas Cage one, uh, Yellow Jackets. Uh, he's in a bunch of, like, he does a bunch of TV stuff. Interesting. I just think that's, that's funny. Cool. It was like, let's get our dialect coach to get burned by this bush. Book, yeah. And uh, that's us Did done. you want to just be a weird little guy? Uh, sorry Next. everybody for the, like, long, long gap between minutes. episodes. Um, yeah. there will be another one because, uh, next week I, uh, had to swap my Wednesday. Um, I'd swap my day off because I'm going to go see Boy Genius and I'm so excited. Yay. Everybody cheering. Do you have a different day off? That's the, yeah, the day that I'm going to go see Boy Genius. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I'm understand. I, sh- 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 Yeah. Because I couldn't just not have that day off. I had to swap it with one of my, like, mm-hmm. quote-unquote weekends. Um, so 
things yeah. will continue to be a little bit spotty mm-hmm. as life occurs, but hopefully, whenever we see you next, um, yeah, hopefully after that we'll get back into some sort of a schedule now that our hopefully. lives have stopped being well like, torrential. Well, Your lives have. Well, we'll see. Well, okay. I don't think yeah. my life's torrents will be disruptive to our scheduling, so it should be fine. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, okay. whenever uh, we do get to talk, whether it's next week or I mean, whatever yes. the next week that we do get to talk, will be uh, LARP and the Real Girl, which is a Charlie episode, yes. and we get Dean in a yes. fun little costume. I don't know if Sam is oh. in costume. I honestly don't care. Um, <laughs> and as time goes by, which has another member of the family. <gasps> yeah, but I'm not looking at the rest of it because that's all I know, and I cannot spoil this for myself. Cool. Oh, uh, until then, uh, thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform of your choice. And until next time, uh, we're gonna be, I guess, like chilling out, watching boxing, drinking beers, without talking about any of our problems. I thought they were watching soccer. I guess uh, I assumed it was soccer because was... it sounded like it was in Spanish. There was. They were watching boxing at one point. Anyway, I don't know. Watching oh. TV. They're watching sports. Watching whatever's on. Yeah. The music used on Word of Godcast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share-alike 3.0 international license. Find a link in the episode description. 